Hi, this is Chad Pfeiffer. And I'm Chris Lackey from the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast. And you are listening to Seven Land Hand. Get it. HPPodcraft.com It's Seven Land Hand! Woo! Brought to you by Good Games. Azul is a proper hero from Warship Down. Azul is what Sigourney Weaver said when she was trying to exercise demons from a fridge. But Azul is a board game with more lane than the McHale Chicken Farm Empire. You thought Pringles were Moorish, but these tiles were How could Manuel I of Portugal ever have been wrong? Palace of Avora, Eva Longoria. What's the difference? We're here to find out. Because this is Seven Land Hand. Azul is a set collection pattern-building Eurogamer specifically inspired by the Portuguese Azulios. Now they have that cleared up, it was released in 2017 and is a game for two to four players with 15 minutes to get grouty, tile the Royal Palace of Avora and count victory points. Azul was designed by mathematical madman Michael Kiesling and comes from Plan B Games. The game's elevator pitch reads as follows. Azul captures the beautiful aesthetics of Moorish art in a contemporary board game. Players compete as artisans decorating the walls of the Royal Palace of Avora. By carefully drafting the correct quantity and style of tiles, the most clever of artisans plan ahead to maximise the beauty of their work, not to mention their scores, while ensuring they waste no supplies in the process. Introduced by the Moors, Azulios, originally white and blue ceramic tiles, were fully embraced by the Portuguese when their King Manuel I, on a visit to the Alhambra Palace in southern Spain, was mesmerised by the stunning beauty of the Moorish decorative tiles. The king, awestruck by the interior beauty of the Alhambra, immediately ordered that his own palace in Portugal be decorated with similar wall tiles. One disclaimer before we proceed, Michael Kiesling is not actually a madman. However, after a wild night out with friends, he once decorated a bathroom in carrot orange and corn yellow. His mother still calls that room Michael's Ensuite and refuses to change a thing. It's a proud mum. <laughs> But what does it all mean to gamers? Uh, Battlers of the Batascopa, it's Mosaic Matt McHale. Hey. hey. <laughs> so what was that? You, hey. You want to buy some tiles? Hey. Oh, oh, right. some tiles? Shady Greek? Shady. Ceramic? I got them all. Uh, shady tile dealer. And a man with more blackberries than a hipster coffee shop, it's Aaron Grouty Graham. Welcome back to the board game. Hey, Pokemon. you want to buy? You want to buy some? You want to buy some? Uh, hey, you no, guys are going to need different my bit. I'm still on this bit. I'm You're going to need it. different street corners if you're going to compete for street tile dealership. I have Spanish and Portuguese tiles. He has the French and Italian ones. Yeah, and yeah. Roman. We know. We, we we got our corners. Pimping the pimping the palace with tiles. Pimping the palace. That's what you're doing. Anyway, what's what geekiness is struck, uh, stuck to the walls of your palaces uh, this month, gentlemen? What have you been up to? Ooh. Oh, goodness me. So much. I feel like so much has been going on this past yeah. uh, month or so. Yeah. It feels like there was a big flurry of huge stuff happening in board games and, and stuff as well. And as we usually talk about Netflix and stuff like that on TV, there's yeah, a hell true. of a lot going on as but well. Is, do you think that, you know how around, like, if you're going to time a movie correctly to win an Academy Award, you time your board game release correctly so it's in the good run-up for the spiel des yards do you think that stuff's actually happening or are they De- definitely sort of yeah. because yeah. Um, because artists do it if if they want to be considered for particular awards in particular mm. years like if uh, there's not a strong hip-hop album in a particular year they might delay it by a few months so that it's out of contention but then it will be in contention for the next year yeah or you release something later in the season than you usually would is the so board that it's game fresh in people's minds up to that kind of maneuvers I I would like to think that it's not that far up its 
Oh, oh, no, fun, yeah. You don't see a lot of games coming out at the same time that have the same premise or same. You, you did actually see this a couple of times with all the Mars games all came out at once. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there was there a big was... race race to get to Mars. Yeah. So. <laughs> Terraforming Mars. Yeah. Um, Mission Red Planet, and there was another Mars, one. Uh, First Martians. First, First is, Martians. Yes. Yeah. All those came out within the same that's year, true. which is ridiculous. And was that around when the Martian the movie came out? Was that? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a little after it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. but the reason why that's all of the four is because uh, everyone's talking about going to colonizing Mars yeah. for real. So, yeah, um, it's it's the, it's the sort of stuff that um, kind of just all comes up in the in the public psyche. It's kind of like you know those silly yeah. trends and stuff that happen. Uh, but you know, but if you if you're timing a board game to come out in time to get popular and not lose its popularity by the time Spiel des Jahres happens, when is when is Spiel des Jahres season? I don't think it's pronounced Spiel. I talked to Martin. Oh, Spiel. Spiel. Oh, it's just Spiel. Spiel. Des, not Des. Des. Spiel Des. Spiel Des Yaris. I'm not so sure about the Jazzy Yazi bit anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Spiel I had I had a one to one with a German guy from Spiel Des Yars and told me how to say it, and I can't remember how to say it. <laughs> Did he tell you when it actually gets announced? No, he didn't. So that's, <laughs> that was the crux but of the I conversation. But I don't know how to pronounce it now. Uh, I, I want to say I it's a. I want to say it's a March latter April. half. Oh no no no. Uh, it's a latter half of the I feel early like, half of the second. I feel half like of the year. King King <laughs> Shit, Domino that made no sense. No, give us no, a I, I know what you mean because King Domino <laughs> yes. only really got crowned, crowned, <laughs> crowned. Oh, that was an accident yeah. in the in like September, yeah, October. Yeah. So it's like mm. yeah, yeah, yeah that's July, true. July, August, something like that. I think if if we were one of those podcasts where we looked stuff up as we went <laughs> and got the facts right, we now we like to, to baselessly speculate. Yeah, I think mm. I think that's a strong point. Well, it allows people to then correct us and actually create conversation on. And also, mm-hmm. as is true to most of our lives, laugh and point. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back yeah. to what else is on. Oh, uh, before you go there, though, I would yeah. just like to say, if people did release board games with the idea that they would get popular and have a big thrust mm. for why isn't this going to win, it does create a vacuum at other point in times of the year for you to release a game. Do you, like, you know, that, that month where there's no good movies that come yeah. out and you go, oh, yeah. why are there no good movies the out movies right is now? The rich with trying it's, to yeah, get the that awards kind of and crap. time yeah, yeah, and yeah. get it out by the holidays and yeah. all that kind of... It, mm-hmm. A podcast I listen to, uh, 80s All Over, this is, uh, this is exactly a point. goes into that. Mm-hmm. So, like, some months. Look, all the blockbusters yeah. came out, like, uh, it was July uh, 1982. You got uh, E.T., you no, you got, um, uh, what else did you get? Poltergeist. You got um, uh, Steve, uh, John Carpenter's It. Welcome to Matt Names Movies from <laughs> 1982. You got all those in the same month. And then you get to the next month, so June, July, or you get to August, and it was uh, like a veritable drought. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, the only thing they'd come up with is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. But isn't that, that would be summer holidays in America, yeah, though? So every, so, and and yeah. the reasoning behind it was everyone goes away on holiday, so there's not as much activity in the yeah. movie theaters. And doesn't it seem like there'd be diminishing returns um, on releasing your blockbuster movie like even two weeks before some other blockbuster movie because I know that I can only go to the movie so many times yeah. and, and I can only smashed. buy so many board games in a particular like two two month period and you yeah, was that if, 10, 11, 12? If, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like 19 <laughs> um, 19, 20 uh, but that 21st game you go should I buy Azul or should I buy this other one which, I've hear, mm. uh, which I hear is really good and you literally just have to bite the bullet not literally you have to bite the bullet and pick one yeah. well Bruno Cathala said this himself when we Seven Land Hand interviewed him <laughs> He, that we said, congratulations on King Domino winning Spiel des Jahres. And he goes, well, lucky it came out this year because I think if it came out the same year as Codenames, I wouldn't have won. 
Yeah. Wow. True. I know. Goodness. Just nailed it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. You but you deserve, can't, you you can't say that. Games. Like, I, w- I won the store championships at the... <laughs> Recently, <laughs> and that's still no, it's a it's a meme now he that says, I oh, mention I'm pretty it all sure the time. Kian won. <laughs> but I I got to the end of a, a tournament that you win, and you're supposed to feel proud of yourself. But you just go, oh, I didn't really deserve to win that. I got like I didn't mulligan too much. I played against people. Where I had good matchups. They made mistakes. They mulliganed. I had a good run. I drew removal when I needed it. But what else? Yeah, but we talked m- about this didn't we afterwards where equally every time that you don't win, you get the the counterpoint to that where you yeah. go I should have won that, but this happened and mm-hmm. I got that little bit of unluck. So you're going to need a little bit of luck to get yeah. through that. And things. and like I think Bruno Cathala can be like I made the best game that came out this year. And be, he's and made be, many great he's games. He's made, made yeah. an insane uh, amount of great yeah, games. Yeah, that, yeah, aren't, aren't anybody's right. Like I said, like, and this is how I think I should rate every single board game. Mm-hmm. I spilt beer all over Mister Jack. <laughs> Not only is it proven to be beer proof, yep. um, mm. and I feel like I should pour beer over every game that we're in, yeah. just so I can mm. say, like Azul. I spilled beer over it. Everything recovered. This isn't true. I spilled beer over it. It did well, but the cloth bag that came with it still smells a little bit of beer. Sodden. My my copy of Mr. Jack doesn't smell of beer and is a fantastic game that goes under many people's radars. Incredible. And no, but it's the thing about it going under people's radars. They should, everybody should play that game. Mm-hmm. It's absolute... Yeah. Barnstormer. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, <clears throat> all right, back to back to what I'm watching. Oh, at the Matt. Uh, what are you Trek, watching? Star Trek Discovery's back on. Hooray! Oh, have they done season two? Uh, I'm well, going no, through season, season one. one. Yeah, I think it had a oh, mid- mid-season still, break. Yeah, mid-season break. Oh, that holiday is, that break. is good. That is good. Uh, I and and you know what? This it's current... got the girl from Walking Dead in it. I didn't it realize that she was. Yeah, from she's Walking the main. Well. She's the main character. When someone said, I was like, I "Oh my goodness, she looks exactly the same as the girl from Walking Dead." Uh, Tyrese's Tyrese's sister in the Walking Dead. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I've forgotten her name in the show. Oh, I can't remember. Sasha. Sasha. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. in the Walking yeah, Dead. Absolutely right. But the good point thing is, is that this it started off with a throwback to a, an original oh, Star no, Trek episode. Uh, well, I guess an original Star Trek and a Next Generation episode, where they've gone this whole parallel universe where everyone's got goatees and all that sort of thing, and right. muscle shirts in the Federation. That's what? Sort of, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyways, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. How they used yeah, to like do that? Parallel. Yeah. Thing. Uh, so that's back on, which is really good. Um, yeah. Black- no, I do. I th- I would recommend that. That does a lot more left turns mm. than what you're, or, and right turns, depending on what throws you the most. <laughs> Up uh, and down you know, how turns. How do, do you turn left and right in space? There are lots so. of unexpected things in there because you think, oh, I'm signing up for a new Star Trek show. It's going to be the usual, but that's usually quite fun. Mm. And then you watch it and you go, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> I've lo- done it well. Yeah. Uh, Black Lightning has just appeared as a Netflix original what series. What is Another, this? I've got no idea. I was hoping you guys knew because <laughs> it's a new, uh, it's a Netflix original series. Yeah. I think uh, Black Mirror. No, no, no. Black yeah. Lightning. Uh, I think you mean. It, it sounds like this. <laughs> he gave up his powers for his family, but now they're in danger. The city's on the brink and his fuse is about to blow. So it's a retired superhero mm. called back into action for some reason. I don't know right. why. Did you like Birdman, the movie Birdman? I haven't I seen, seen that. No, no. Oh, no, I did. Really, I did see it. Yeah, really yes. good. Yeah, Michael Keating. Yeah. Yeah. Playing a washed up superhero actor. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Actor, though. Mm. Yeah. So Black um, Lightning. But then my pick, you were about to say Black Mirror. Well, mm. you did say it. Black Mirror, pick of the bunch. I'm loving the hell out of season uh, season two it's and three. Depressed, Aaron. Yeah, he's a bit sad um, today. Yeah, I, that show. No uh, spoilers, because I want to. No spoilers. Wanna, yeah. That show runs the the gauntlet of runs the shit out of Netflix. Runs the shit. 
intensely uplifting, thought-provoking, depressing, morbid, horrible show. Yeah. It's I, so good. I cannot wrap my head around how they managed to hit so many stuff, but that's the beauty of the anthology, yeah. right? Which is like you can explore all this yeah. weird and wonderful stuff. It's, it, it is literally the BBC does the Twilight Zone in the new millennium. Uh, and it's, mm. and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got home the other day and I was a bit bummed out. And uh, I was like, oh, I was just watching Black Mirror because I feel like <laughs> thinking about something. And, and, and it, I just watched the most depressing, like, well, miserable new episode. Segment. Aaron Graham, life choices. <laughs> Aaron Graham, sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. I was feeling a bit down, so I watched a Black Mirror to pick myself oh, up. Oh, so <laughs> dumb in retrospect. I thought I would be like, yeah, you know, life's not that bad and we're working towards something good. That's not the premise of the show at all. No, it's, it's rarely that. It might have an odd uplifting episode, yeah. but you get but a lot more the, misses than hits. Yeah, I think, uh, definitely. Well, my, my, my Netflix tip was, um, is I'm always one for, I love documentaries, The Toys That Made Us. Now this oh, might that not. Is, that looks really interesting. It yeah. is. It is especially interesting if you grew up with it as well. Mm. Like um, the the episode one is uh, about Star Wars, and it goes through Kenner. I've been telling everyone for years that Kenner was when I was buying Star Wars figures, they were made by this company called Kenner, which nobody knows about. It's all like Mattel toys and all that sort of stuff. It's really fascinating the deals that they made. They tell you the numbers that George George Lucas was getting two and a half percent for every sale that they made. Mm, yeah. And don't um, you think that's one of the reasons why Star Wars has um this was the original per- per- deal. perpetuated as much as it has because the merchandising thing is such a big deal about it as well. Like yeah. it's it's as much the toys and the lightsabers and the and the ships and, it was and the a whatever's. New thing because yeah. they didn't have it attached to a movie before mm-hmm. then, you know, it was all like right. it, like they say in the stock it's like all G.I. Joe and all this random yeah. stuff characters. And all of a sudden they had this movie, it went gangbusters They'd only agreed on a deal because George Lucas was so keen on doing this thing. And um, then he had agreed. Big companies turned it all down and said, nah, it's got nothing in it. And they agreed to do it. You know, if if it took 18 months to put an action figure together, you know, you've got to make it so your kids aren't swallowing components and dying and (laughs) making sure it looks like what's in the movie. They started six months before the movie came out. And they had all these problems with having to promise a product and deliver on a product yeah. that wasn't going to be out until a long time after the movie came mm. out. It's, it's really are, fascinating. Are these the ones that are worth hundreds of dollars now still yeah, in the packaging? In, there's yeah. one in particular. I got really excited about it because they were going, the Star Wars figure to have. Because I've got a lot of mm. Star Wars figures fr- that was, were bought at the time of the movie because I was six when it came out, right? So Whoa. I was like, oh, I need this stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. I'd like to point out this one time. Mum, Dad, did never bought me a Millennium Falcon. Wow. That goes on to this modern day when my wife, Your wife also did. <laughs> but we don't open that. That wound is still live and fresh. I've never owned a Millennium Falcon. Um, but, yeah, the, um, the, they said, okay, but the, the, there's one figure that you need to have that is the Star Wars figure. And they were going through them all and then, you know, blurring ones that I had in and out. I was thinking, oh, I've got that one. And then they blurred it out. It's like, no, it's not. And they blurred another one. to so Darth Vader with, you know, the, the, the lightsaber in his arm. I'm thinking, oh, I've got that one. And he's like, no, it's not that one either. <laughs> it was the Boba Fett with the uh, jet pack that actually fires. There was, there, was a, there was one that they started to make. And I think you could only get it on a special deal. And there's a spring-loaded thing in the back. And he was originally in the... Uh, 
the Star Wars Christmas special, you know, like piece of oh, garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was an animated thing that I, I've never watched that whole thing because it's just painful. So but it was this animated thing where Boba Fett's like whipping a dinosaur. It's like Return of <laughs> Ixl- <laughs> like, uh, Rivals of Ixland. He's sitting on a, uh, a dinosaur, whipping it, and go, "Come on, you got to do this stuff." And he's he's sort of like a Boba Fettish looking guy. Mm. And they released. Everyone was excited to see this guy come out, and they were going to have this jetpack thing. <laughs> But then somebody, some kid choked on a, I think Mattel or someone brought out some Battlestar Galactica toys mm-hmm. and they had these um, little torpedoes that fired and a kid choked on it. Uh-huh. So everyone else in the title went, fuck it, we're not oh, doing this one, it's yeah. not anymore, withdraw. And they, and they removed it and they stopped doing this Boba Fett with the fiery thing. <sighs> and I was excited when I saw that because when you got the, the first Boba Fett, I don't know if it was happened in subsequent ones, but the first Boba Fett figure that you got that came out had this little red jetpack thing in the back. Mm-hmm. He had his thing that was molded that was part of his body and then the red thing that was in it looked separate and for years we'd be going that's got to come out or something yeah it look yeah up. and it was probably an artifact of this original thing and they'll just like they fuse it. it to the body some kid's yeah. gonna choke on that and we're gonna get sued so it kind of shot out like a little red rocket <laughs> yeah but the, no, but the <laughs> yeah but the like a dog penis <laughs> yeah yeah okay I, have ja- I bet you wouldn't get that from jamie no you wouldn't <laughs> sorry jamie <laughs> talk sorry good games <laughs> Yeah, you're used to it. You're an old hand at this now. <laughs> hey, but um, yeah, but then uh, epi- I thought, all right, Star Wars, that's done. Who cares? You know, like we're, we're done. That was interesting. Episode two's coming out. It's all about Barbie. And I thought, right, I'm out. I kept watching it a little yeah. bit. It was actually really quite interesting. Bet, yeah. mm-hmm. And it was really, it was really quite interesting how they, the women that were attached to designing it and promoting this doll, had to say that this is a strong. And imagine how Barbie's talked about these days. This is a strong female character role model mm. who's working in all these diverse fields <laughs> and doesn't need a man to get her there. And the reason why she was so skinny and long, which everyone complains about, was because they found that when they dressed her with all these cool outfits, if she was properly proportioned, mm. her, her neck would disappear and she'd have a collar up to her cheekbones or everything. <laughs> she was all, all stuffed up with his clothes. So mm. all these weird things came up and about. Yeah. And they had to fight the men who were going, no, no, we're not having a, a doll with boobs or anything like that. Mm. They had to fight all of that to get it to actually happen because yeah. they're saying, girls want to play what their mums could be doing, you know, like an older woman would be doing. Mm-hmm. So just looking after a baby doll. Yeah. All this stuff. It's, it was quite interesting. You know, yeah, that camera. is interesting. Yeah. Some like of it still it's, fell flat and it's like, yeah, it was a bit, a bit, a bit crap. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. It's like some of these things are cultural artifacts because of the production or whatever, or, or society at the time. But yeah. it took them so long to make many Barbies of different races who weren't blonde and white. Yeah, yeah. And intensely skinny that it's kind of like, what you didn't so after you realized that your product was insanely good you didn't think about diversifying then you just doubled down on tall skinny leggy barbie right yeah you know of that movement there's a like an etsy whole etsy thing where they take brats dolls and they clean off the faces and <laughs> oh, they yeah. repaint the faces to that's be interesting. more yeah, somebody, realistic or mm-hmm. more believable yeah, they do. than all the trashy sort of I haven't seen that makeup. that's really interesting yeah there's yeah. some dudes that like repaint them all and all that sort of stuff. Mm. They look amazing like, yeah. they do like airbrushing their faces because Bratz like is this weird gnarled like <laughs> version of what dolls <laughs> should look like and they're just cells we all know what they are yeah. that's insane they just look like pouty like giant eyes Oh, horrible. Pretty emo in most cases. Yeah, and lots of eye makeup and all this. Because, you know, me and my son had to go out and buy uh, his his little sister 
my young daughter mm. uh, Christmas presents, and we're thinking, oh, dolls, not so sort of stuff. Thank goodness they invented Monster High. This thing had What's a Monster High. Monster High. I don't know what it is. It's a TV <laughs> show, but they have Barbie doll type things. They have like uh, I don't know, it was a Frankie Sparks or something like that. Mm. You press a button on her. She electrocutes, and you can see her rib cage through it. We're thinking, this is fucking cool, man. Who's the girl? This stuff. And you know what? She broke it. It's in the shed now with my, my gear. It's the coolest ever. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, other geeky stuff, guys. What have we got? Uh, I've been jamming a lot of um, Star Realms, which is like oh, a really? D- Dominion style. Yeah. Well, we, we, we reviewed Star Realms on on the game. Yeah, um, on, the, on the podcast. On the podcast. Sorry, yeah. Back. A long, long, long time ago. And I had been super off it. And, is this uh, why you're wearing your darkroom glasses again? Are you bringing stuff back? Bringing you, stuff back into, <laughs> yeah, yeah, back into Star. Vogue. Star um, Realms. Star Realms have <laughs> been out for ages and ages, and they're still yeah. making a little bit of new content. The The designers, White, uh, White Wizard Games, are all like Magic uh, Hall of Fame alumni. Darwin Castle. Darwin Castle and stuff. Mm, yeah. um, uh, they're, they're into Hero Realms and, and a few of the other uh, different games now. Um, Star Realms, I don't know how it suddenly came back into my view again, mm. but I've started playing it on the mobile app, which is a fantastic implementation. Yeah. The best imp- imp- implementation of a deck builder uh, g- game. It, you play asynchronous turns, so you've got 48 hours to play your move. I've yeah. got about eight games going at once, and then you can play one in real time with someone if you feel like it yeah. when you've got 10 yeah. minutes as well. That's it cool. is. It is so good. Yeah, we should play. We should play. Yeah. Right now, play, phone? play me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My username is JHIX. JX on, on the Star Arms app. It's just me doing the rest of the pod. Okay, everyone. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, uh, bolt action. Oh, I've been right. painting again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is good. It's it's good go because I'm, I'm building up. To the release of Star Wars Legion, yeah. So oh, I'm yes. getting all the practice in on the. Did you see yourself World a challenge magic. today where you're going to paint? So, we're, yeah. I think we can say it. We're going to do Star Wars Legion next month. Next month, that's and you're going to paint huge. the entire, entire box. box. It's, um, it's unpainted. Yeah. So I'm going to paint the entire box. By not the not time, if you've got a mat. He's going to paint the whole thing for us. By the, t- <laughs> by the time we do re-release that podcast, yeah, I'll have the whole box painted. I find that oh, difficult. That to will be tough. How many figures are in it? There's so many uh, damn figures in it. There's actually not as many as you think. Oh. Because oh, is it like the X-Wing like equivalent? So it'll be enough. A couple it's of about squads. a dozen for each side. So that's not too well, bad. Oh, but there a, are some I bigger, believe that adds up to 24. There. That's barely a legion. I've just looked it up on the internet. Two dozen is 24. Yeah. And a legion is a hundred, a thousand, right? <laughs> well, so Star, Star Wars, Wars legion. Star Wars already. <laughs> they're lying to us. Star Wars two dozen, more like. Yeah. Goodness me. I wonder so if that's, that's the challenge. George Lucas is getting his... It ended up being 18% is what he got, by the way. Oh, my God. Mm, he'll be wow. getting 18%. He is rolling in All right. it. Yeah. I got, so that got me excited. Uh, I've already, like I said on, on our chat feed, I've already basted them in my head. <gasps> yeah, Basted them? Based. Isn't that <laughs> yeah. what you do? Ugh, basted yeah. them. <laughs> Are you going to stuff them? I've, I've, already, I've them already basted them. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this guy? There was a stormtrooper got applesauce and uh, stuffing hanging out of his ass. What's I going basted on? Them. I put, oh, them, Matt. put them inside a turkey. They're going to be the most delicious model. <laughs> Darth Vader's all greasy. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, is that That's about it? Should we move um, on to... Oh, one, oh. one thing. I've yeah. found the best new party game. So you know you have <laughs> party games like 
code names or one night ultimate wealth where people don't yeah. really need very much to get, to get going. We've yeah. been playing Hive Mind. So Hive Mind is oh, from I've seen that. So White Box. White Box, yeah, bees yeah. and stuff on it. Bees and yeah. I didn't know what to expect. I knew I wanted a party game to take down south with a group of six of us that were going. Mm-hmm. Something kind of not super committal. It's by Richard Garfield who oh, designed really? Magic yeah. Magic and Netrunner. He sneaks up a lot that guy. Yeah, he did Robo Rally and stuff. Once you've done Magic, you just go, I'm just going to sit back I can and do rake in my 80% anything. like George yeah. Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> um, hive mind, you're all bees in a hive. The yep. queen bee is looking for someone to kick out. She kicks you out if you think differently to everyone else. So wow. it's How my measure that. So it's my turn. It sounds like a yeah. social experiment. Yeah, it, I say uh, name three drinks, and then everyone has to on their so bit of paper. Can, yeah, yeah. Write three drinks. Okay. You get points and you don't uh, so you, you move down the hive and you get knocked out of the hive if you have the least points in, in a particular okay. round you get points if your answers match other people's answers so you have to uh, think not necessarily this, yours oh, not wow. necessarily yeah. mine but I, if i say water coke sprite oh. i say i say water I three Grey. people put their hands up to say they say water i score three points and they all score three points as uh, well so it's kind of the opposite of uh, categories uh, opposite of categories yeah. so you're looking for the answers that generically most people would say it, I like that. So the cards, yeah, That's a, yeah that kind of stuff. Family, and, family feud. And we found that it's really great with the cards that are on there because it's stuff like uh, name the two people in the room who <laughs> you think would be best yeah. leaders in a zombie apocalypse. And you go, <laughs> oh my God. And yes. it's like this social game where you're like, do I say what? myself because I think other people are going to say me? Yes. Do I say this person because people think that person would be good? Yeah. That's it. It's the, it's the double back on it, isn't it? It's like yeah. you can't just write down what you think. You've got to think what other people would think and then take that into consideration yeah. what other people would think. And, and then the final How step, we played a game go? where we just made up the questions. And I yeah. said, yeah. name three stupid dude names. Stupid dudes you've met. <laughs> I was like, Chad, Brad, Steve. <laughs> There you go. All, all of them dumb. All footy, footy oh, dudes. Yeah, footy and dudes. Chad and Brad scored really highly. <laughs> Steve, yeah, not were. so much. Yeah. Um, but and then my friends like name three numbers between one and ten, inclusive. And everyone said seven. Everyone said seven. So that's like huh. a really high scoring thing. Yeah. And it's this I really like it. interesting party game system where everyone's involved. Everyone's thinking about it in the most whatever kind of way and you really find how people think and, and interact about this kind of stuff i'm loving it we've played it like how long is the breakdown afterwards where it's like what the fuck did he say six for who's six is a number for suckers like, <laughs> exactly yeah how um, long is that part of the game take? that's, that's, that's the best, most of the that's game the that's yeah, the best that's bit the best of the bit. game yeah, yeah. um that and sounds like doing. It's so good. It's so oh, funny. I'm going down south tomorrow. I wish I had hive. Was it? Oh, I'm, I'm, you I'm, don't I'm, even need it by the sounds of it. And that's yeah, a bad the, thing, right? the the actual components of the game are like pencils, a pad, a board where your bees kind of fall out of the hive, and a little track for the queen bee to go around that says how many people get knocked down that turn. Mm. Um, but really, you could just do it with with pen and paper and get scores. And also, after 10 rounds, uh, with my daughter around, uh, we're not going to be able to play anything except for One Night Ultimate Wealth. That's <laughs> she, she's obsessed with it. Oh, she's yeah. obsessed with it. Mm. Like, uh, Matt and I will play the game of the month this month, yep. Azul. Uh, and uh, she'll be like, when are you guys finishing up with that? We could uh, bang out a quick game of One Night Ultimate Wealth. She's all, she's all suave and shit. Is like she that winning? Now. Yeah, she's wow. because she's got, the, she's got the best poker face for it because she's <laughs> always the first person to talk. As soon as it's like, open your eyes. She's like, okay, well, I was the uh, villager. What were you guys doing? Yeah. And you're like, 
Well, I believe you because you spoke up first. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, she, and she just, she just <laughs> says it and throws it out. She's worked on a lie and she just launches it and then goes, right, everyone else figure out what's going I'm on. I'm scared. I'm worried now. I know. She's got a, she's got a style of uh, play. It's hard to figure out. <laughs> mm. Man, we've gone super long a week in Geek, but... That's right. We're all together. Yeah, we're Yay. all together. We're all happy. We had a few pre-show beers. I think that's what's uh, loosening the wheels of this. But we're talking to Zool today, mm. uh, the tile lane game. Uh, and we're back to do that after this. Advert. Win Azul by commenting on the Facebook page for this show, episode 113, at facebook.com slash seven land hand. Full stop. We'll so announce... I, I was just going to I was going to announce the, pub, the punctuation as you went through. No, no, you carry on. You're doing a good job. <laughs> we'll announce last month's winner of photosynthesis later in Neats and Twos. Mm. This month, to draw a winner, Good Games HQ smashed 40,000 multicolored a lot. tiles, a lot of one time. after another, mm. until a name was read from within the rubble. Yeah. That name will be revealed as the winner later in the show. So excited. That was a noisy afternoon. It, oh, it took three, three and a half three weeks. Three and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer on the game we review. This month it will be... Azul. Azul. Wild Stocks Last Seven Land Hand listeners can get 10% off Azul at every Good Games store with tiles. Yeah, that's important now. <laughs> with, just pave a way to your nearest Good Games store and state this month's password... What you talking, Grout Willis? <laughs> no, I got it wrong. What you talking, a Grout Grillis? What you talking, Grout Grillis? That's it. Yeah. For all of February. What you talking, a Grout Grillis? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's while stocks last. Woo. What you talking, Grout Grillis? What you talking, Grout? What you talking about, Grillis? On with the show. Games review. Oh. Azul. 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 It's, it's Azul. I don't know how to say the name properly. Do you think there's a... I think Azul is good. Yeah, because there's Azul, Azul Yoss, which is... Or Azul Joss. It's with the J. Azul Hoss. Azul Hoss. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I looked this up and I actually listened guide. to videos about how to say it. Man. And it is Azul Ahos. Azul Ahos. Now, why Azul didn't you Ahos. tell me that before I embarrassed myself for because the intro to the pod? For, the, for comedy reasons. Yeah. Hashtag <sighs> correct you later. Oh, look. <laughs> as I mentioned earlier on in the show, the, the general narrative of this game is that uh, King Manuel I was that impressed Manuel. with the... Manuel. Uh, was that impressed with the, with the tiles at the uh, Palace of Evora. He went at back Alhambra. to Alhambra. No, went no, back he went back to Al- Alhambra, didn't he? Alhambra's in Spain. Yeah. He oh, Spain. And he went back to yes, Evora. that's yeah. right. So yeah. he went back to the Palace of Evora and said, do me up the same deal, dealio, matey boy, as they say in <laughs> Portugal. <laughs> Do me up the same deal, matey boy. Yeah. And everyone knew exactly what They're he meant pirates. immediately. <laughs> 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 yeah, so so what you're trying to do is you're trying to be one of those tilers and do it in the most efficient way mm. and, and use all the tiles and create these patterns uh, to gain the best sort of scores. And mm. it's a Euro gamer, so the general objective of this game is that you get the most victory points. Mm. And those we'll get into how those are, are handed out later on, um, you know, from different patterns and stuff, stuff like that. Mm. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. A, a game with any Euro game, get the most victory points, you win. But the, the loose narrative is that you're arranging patterns of tiles to make Manuel the, f- Manuel the first very happy. Yeah, it's a pretty abstract. Uh, well, I don't know. They say abstract game, but I, it's not really. Because it's like, pretty straight up. Well, I, I would say it is abstract in the way that... Okay, so, so, the, so the mechanics of the game are there's like a pool of tiles in the middle 
depending on the amount of players uh, is, is how many different uh, like coaster looking things there are which is like zones yeah. for the tiles mm-hmm. to start on there's four tiles of five different colors and designs uh, on each of the tiles so there could be two of one kind and then one of one kind and one of one kind on a, <laughs> on a particular coaster and then on your turn you're going to take all of the ones off a co- I'm just going to call them coasters um, yeah. you're, you're stealing t- Matt's thunder Matt was no, does, the, does, does the rules us. explain no no, no, he's, no he's, he's taking us through going. what's in the box yeah. oh sorry yeah, yeah. So, jump ahead up, sorry. Yeah. You're, 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 I'm just the, excited to get into the get ready, get ready with the bag. Here we go. Tell the, this is the inexperience of <laughs> yeah. someone from the MTG pod jumping shit. <laughs> rivals, <laughs> yeah. of, rivals of Ixalan. Yeah, <laughs> similar to so, yeah. Yeah. As Aaron's already told us, there are some very nice coasters, and that's exactly what they look like. Yeah, uh, you've got the tiles, which are in a very nice cloth bag. What do they sound like? Oh, that's so, just, that's just the sound of the cloth that's, bag. That's the honey. That's the honey. That's right the honey there. in the bag. Uh, mm. You've got a couple of little scoring uh, square cubes for each player to go yeah. with the player's board, which is double sided. On one side, you've got a mosaic tile to complete. Sound, sound of the uh, scoring cubes. Yeah, they... mm, that's more like vinegar, not so much honey. Uh, and then on the other side, you've got a blank mosaic to complete, which allows you to create whatever tile sort of setup you want. Mm. Uh, instruction booklet, which is really well laid out and is actually one of those uh, what trifold yeah. uh, booklets in I, full color. I love and not being overwhelmed by a booklet like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not it's not heavy at all. It's no. yeah, it's it's square, but it's uh, what six sides and. Yeah, and one of those sides is a pretty cover and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So not heavy going at all. And that, that's it. That's that's the sum of the components. Yeah, and you, it nice took trick. us pretty. It was pretty quick to learn, right? It didn't take. Oh, it, yeah. Did it take anyone? Pretty much jumped straight no, in. No, I I sat down with this a couple hours before playing it with some friends that that we were hang, that me and my partner were hanging out with for the first time. Yeah, and. I could teach the rules to someone who I didn't know who doesn't play a lot of games in two minutes and we were playing. Yeah. 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 Which is a testament to the simplicity and kind of elegance of the, the and components Matt, of it in who's, the game. who's uh, dragging his, his wife into the world of board games. Yes. You got games out of you, I did. The, the wife on this, right? Yes. And exactly like you said, it took us about uh, yeah, a little bit longer than two minutes, yeah. of course. And she beat me at the game mm, uh, yep. which is not surprising I get beaten by most people mm, but Matt does tend to lose most games but, but he's she, polite like that yeah but mm. a non-gamer playing this game for the first time picked it up with yeah. no difficulty whatsoever mm. yeah. yeah that's not to say and maybe this is jumping ahead a little bit past your your segment <laughs> the, the depth of strategy does go deep after a month of play I was saying to you on our last last week's play mm. I haven't grasped it in terms of knowing my like you know the, the standing back from the game and being able to really strategize in a mm. really thoughtful kind of way. I hadn't yep. got that depth of understanding. Yeah. It still has that ahead of me. But jumping ahead. Aaron, how do you play the bloody thing? So how do you play it? So yeah. um, let's say we're playing a four-player game. I'm going to yeah. put um, nine factory displays in the middle, which is what they call the, the coasters. Mm. Each of the factory displays is like uh, a set of four tiles of five different types, yeah. um, which I call blue, light blue, black, <laughs> yellow, red. Oh, um, yeah. And nice, man. Yeah. And then on your turn, you're going to call them minty, uh, <laughs> old, savory, uh, red. Old no. mints, big oh, red. Our classifications were all named after chip flavors that we <laughs> ate. <laughs> minty uh, chips? What? Um, on your turn, what you're going to do is you've got like a descending uh, pattern of one, two, three, four, five tiles mm-hmm. on, on your specific player board. You don't share your player board with anyone else. And you're going to take 
tiles of one color from one of the coasters in the middle and then put the rest into the center in like a communal uh, yeah. like pile. Um, then uh, in the future, other people can take from the center of the table, also taking the first player token, mm-hmm. which will give you some negative points because uh, you also have a floor <clears throat> line, which is if you have any excess tiles, you're being wasteful with yeah. your resources and That's you get negative points. That's a who's used too, much, uh, mm-hmm. too many tiles in doing the job and he's doing it badly and they're falling to the floor. Yeah. That's what you call that floor area and that's counted as negative points. As negative points yeah. at the I've end ordered of the too many whites. You know, yeah. And now I just have to throw them away. Waste. Or yeah. you keep them in the shed like like I do <laughs> and then go, oh, just in case I yeah, smash a tile in the next <laughs> what 10 you do years. Is you, you throw them away in 25 years' time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you break one the next week. Yeah. Exactly. Classic. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's what Azul's all about. Keeping tiles in your shed uh, and then getting negative points at the end of the round. Um, uh, and then at the end of each round, after all of the tiles have been taken by everyone, put into their little displays, which, which have their own kind of mm. uh, rules, uh, then everyone scores, uh, sorry, moves across the tile from the left to the right. They kind of like cascade in a... Just that first, just, just that, that first, first column one of yeah. completed lines that yeah. you've done in a kind of Tetrisy style. Uh, that completed line turns into one on your mosaic wall or yeah, floor yeah. or whatever we're imagining it That's is. That's the actual finished work that you're working on, mm-hmm. and that is also what's going to get you points. So if you move one tile across to your wall, that will score you one point. If when you move it across, it's touching another one vertically or horizontally, you'll score for that line. And if it's vertically and horizontally touching something, you'll score for its horizontal and its vertical and for line. every tile that's involved in that mm-hmm. as well. Mm. And so you're moving it over to create a 5x5 five five grid, but you like the beautiful thing about this game and and something I love in games where you can explain the rules in in two or, in 3 to 5 minutes and then you start playing and then everyone someone goes Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, like oh, because there's doing. no strategy in the rules. The rules are just exactly. like this That's is how point. you score. That's exactly how this game is. There's no strategy in the rules. The yeah. rules are very simple, but it's yeah how you go about what you choose from mm. the middle, where you place it. Because that was the thing about that that staggered one to five rows that you can put into. You can only put one tile type in each of those rows, mm-hmm. so you have to choose very carefully because. Eventually, you can the the bit. It's like the take that in this game mm-hmm. comes a little bit later in the round, doesn't it? Because yeah. you can force your opponent to take, you know, three or four tiles when he's only got space for two, mm-hmm. and then or it's the, a color he doesn't need, yeah. or it's a color he don't need, and those excess ones might end up on the floor, which are negative points for him. Mm. Boom, take that. And there's so many layers to the strategy of this, which is okay. So the first layer is I'm gonna try and move tiles from the left to the right. I'm going to try and complete yeah. some rows. To score the most points. To score the most points. The second, the second round is I can combo the order in which I lay score these tiles because you store, score from top to bottom. And if you score in like L shapes, yeah. you're going to score more points. So that's the next level. The third level is then like how can I do that and interrupt what my opponents are doing. And then the fourth level is, can I be more efficient with my moves than whatever my opponents are doing? Can I... Like, mm. there's so many different levels to this. I think the next level after that, which is where we kind of... Which I think where Matt won most of his games was the mm-hmm. end game scoring. Yeah. Because yeah. you do yeah, get... Yeah. There's an end game scoring where you get rewarded for vertical lines and horizontal rows. And completing and, colors. Yeah, and mm-hmm. getting all the fives. And that was what Matt... You, that's you, what you Making your, sure I had the complete sets of five on there. Which is I a big 10, ten point bonus. Yeah. I love doing game. that thing where, you know, I was like uh, getting the best combos for having... Oh, I've got three horizontally and mm. two down. Good, I've got five. That's good. That's a well-placed tile. 
Oh, well yeah. done. And I was getting off on that, and I was thinking, this is good. I'm scoring really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then we come to the end of end of game stuff, and Matt's going, well, I'm getting 10 for this, 10 for that, 10 for that. I didn't have all of those. Yeah, yeah. And I just got smashed. And I'm, during the game, I'm thinking, I'm way ahead. This is mm-hmm. killing it. But Matt was going mm-hmm. for the end of game scoring, and which this- is kind of like, but that's you perfect euro thing, it's, it's isn't perfect it? euro so like you can either be doing the in-game points thing and doing it so efficiently you're 20 points ahead of everyone else or you can be like i'm just gonna like potter along get a decent score and then i'll get 20 points in the in the end game yeah. uh scoring so like i really liked it for that in the first game we played everyone was still figuring out second game we played everyone went out with a bit more gusto like yes. uh, in their strategy yeah, and the third fourth and fifth games that i've played of it are, are just kind of like i'm gonna try out some stuff in two player it's a lot more like a duel where you're you know when you seed the tiles at the beginning there's only one yellow tile only one of you is going to be able yes. to put one <laughs> yellow tile and, on the whole that's, thing that's where the yeah. real cutthroat element comes in because if you're looking at your player board, oh, I need that yellow. And I look at yours, Aaron, you need that yeah. yellow. It comes down to that first player marker becomes very important as to who's got that. Because mm. out of the two of us, if I've got it, you know, you bet your ass I'm going to get and that yellow. Yeah. The random nature of how the tiles are drawn onto those coasters as well, or factory cards, mm-hmm. changes the way. There's no, there's no correct first move. That's what I like yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you can't plan ahead of going, right, this game I'm going to do A, B, and C, because it might just pan out for you like yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, just because we didn't play with this, this with you this month, but mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you played with your own crowd. Yep. The box says 30 to 45 minutes per game. How long were you taking? Uh, 30 to 45 minutes uh, for four-player games oh, okay. and two-player games 15 yeah. to yeah. half an hour. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's about mm-hmm. Yeah, because we were smashing it You can nut out a two-player game like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is one of the downsides of this game. Uh, The fact that you could, with two players, sit opposite someone, not even talk to them, and complete this game in 10 to 15 minutes. No trouble whatsoever. Yeah. At at all. Yeah. Zero player interaction. Zero reason to be talking to the person across (laughs) the room. Which but that's a, that's a Euro game. It's, it's, thing, it's it? not zero player interaction. I mean, like it's it's similar to like a worker placement game where the way you interact with people is by stopping them from doing their yeah. most optimum moves, and that's a little bit like what happens in two player like this. But you could do that against an AI mm. and have no but player. But there's no I, you, you don't have to talk about it, <laughs> yeah. which I totally agree with. And Jess and I have sat down across from each other to play some two-play games recently. And Seven Wonders Duel we are taking very seriously yes. recently. And we played yeah. Silence. And then at the end of one of the games, we were like, did we just talk for the last half an hour? <laughs> we were just like dead yeah. set. Like, what's the most important move for me and my board? And then they take their move and you look up and you go, oh, those yellow ones I wanted are gone. Anyway, I'll just do this other thing. Mm. And you're like, oh, we... Are we actually, like, playing this? In four-player, it's a lot more because there's just four of you sitting around. There's a lot more like, oh, you took this. Oh, you've done this and I do this. So there's a bit more kind of you're talking about the situations that are going on. So the strength in this game, you feel, is is in a multiplayer game. I I loved it in in four-player. You you got bigger scores. You got more, uh, like, a a wider... uh, 
a wider gap between the floor and ceiling of how good or how bad your moves can be. In a four-player game, I filled up my entire row perfectly with no floor tiles. And that felt so intensely satisfying. It was because I, like, (laughs) seeded some stuff into the middle and then other people did the thing I wanted them to do. And then I filled my bottom and then I did a four, my three, and my two, and my one, like, perfectly. And whereas in two-player, it's just like... like, You're just, like, struggling to get everything. Seems like you got that that extra level of strategy, which I didn't quite get to see, which I get with jewels now. I, I... I love like uh, looking. You can you can really plan ahead, and you and I feel yeah. like I'm involved mm-hmm. in that. This game at the moment, after three or four plays, I'm still feeling like I'm just testing the water, seeing how yeah. it's going to pan out. And Matt and I did find out that just playing the two player game, mm-hmm. we categorize the two player game as, as as a filler. You know, like so, if you yeah, totally pushing, yeah, if you're having a board game day, mm-hmm. and there was just you wouldn't have just two of you. Maybe you would. Maybe if there was just mm-hmm. two of you, you'd just bring this out just to play in between bigger games, yeah. but. You're saying well, like with more with more players, because it plays up to up to four. Up, up to yeah. four. If you've got four players, it's going to take 45 minutes. It's a bit more of a... It's more of an event. More of an event. Yeah, yeah. So, so this particular one, I don't often bring new games to new groups of people. I, I want to bring something established. I know how to play the rules. I know that it's good for everyone. There's enough luck involved that we're not just going to yeah. stomp them every time. Yeah. But this one, I from reading reviews and reading the rules, I knew it would be simple enough that everyone could kind of jump into it. And we we loved, we loved all loved it immediately. It's very... Uh, the, the, the pieces being so tactile kind they of are. helps as well. Tactile, stealing one of Matt's lines, yeah. tactile like Splendor is tactile. You know, yes. you can feel yes, it. Ex- exactly. Yeah. It, yeah, you can hear it. You can hear it in the... You know, we can do this on the pod. You can hear it in the, yeah. the mm. tiles that's are solid, and big. it's a beautiful cloth bag. I'm not even being nice. funny. It's a that's a cool yeah, thing. and it and it's gorgeously presented. Uh, the the rules are really easy and, and simple to jump into, and the strengths in this game are that kind of elegance in just looking at how the board's set up, and you go, it's just a like a like mm. a little pyramid of stuff to put my tiles into, and then it's a five by five grid on the right. Mm. And then there's tiles and a thing in the middle, and you start picking them and putting them on your board. Yeah. And that's, that's the game. The two phases of this game, the first one being the factory offer phase where everyone's bidding, in a sense, or, or it's selecting the tiles they want. Mm. Uh, the second step, which is the, the tile placing phase. Or was it? Uh, t- wall tiling. The wall tiling phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens, everybody's doing that at the same time. Mm. So it cuts down. It, it feels like it's like a, almost like a clean-up. Yep. Yeah, you can get totally. the hang of you can get the hang of doing things yeah, all at the same time, and it's fine. You know, you don't have to police everybody. It's one of those games, you know, like a bit like Mystic Vale, where yeah, you can stop and watch everyone do their own scores. But if you're cool with your crowd, and not, you don't have the cheaty types in there, which you shouldn't anyway. Get get, get them, rid of them. Get rid of them. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you can, can just do it. your thing, do your score, move on, and, and you're not doing the admin part of it. You can yeah. just focus on the fun bits. I'm going to bring mm-hmm. a first pro tip here, and it's when you yep. get, get to the scoring phase. Uh, immediately take all those tiles that you're not going to be placing placing yep. shift them off the off the mat and then just take them one at a time as you as you would mm. to score them all just it, it makes it all cleaner you know there's absolutely no doubt on which tiles you're going to put in yep. and score as you and go it just makes it clean that way score as you place them score as you, as you go and so what we did in our first few games is is do the everyone score the first round because like people didn't fully get the horizontal and vertical lines yeah. counting thing um and so we just went, everyone score. And then if someone had a question, we could, we could ask the group, does yeah. it score two or three? I, can't, I, I don't know. Uh, and then we'll do, do the second row, do the third row, do the fourth row, do the fifth row. By the time we'd finished the second game, everyone was just doing it by themselves. Yeah. We, did the, we did that little bit in photosynthesis where it was just like, you know, you, you go to score and you go, I, I think I got eight, right? And someone and just, everyone just goes, yeah, 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 cool. yeah exactly. Yeah. 
and, and that's a good thing to do as well because sometimes you score nine you, know, <laughs> yeah. and you missed out on something and we we like that kind of self-policing in in games yeah. uh <clears throat> one <laughs> this is a real nitpicky gripe that i have with with a game that i'm pretty overall happy with yeah is uh the the scoring track and scoring uh score piece a really lame compared to everything else that's in the yeah. game components. Why, isn't, well, you don't why like isn't it your own individual mosaic tile? Why is, isn't it around the outside of the board? Why isn't like it... A, 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 <laughs> like, like, if that was... Yeah. If they had just trimmed all the cardboard off the playboards and put it as one in the middle, even that is a little more player interaction. Yeah, I love R- it. Right? That's a great yeah. idea. In fact, I'm going to go out and create one of those. Create games. one. That, <laughs> literally create that is one. That a much better Ignore idea. this. Cut, so you can cut see them where, off the top. So you're racing against you see where someone else. That? Yeah, that's Because, cool. like... Um, I played. I played one game where I scored 110, and everyone was was on 60. Yeah. And don't you think that everyone else would have been way more out to get me? And the game becomes more cutthroat it right if it's yes. right there. They see yeah. my tiles 20 sure. ahead yeah. of them. Um, whereas if you're all just kind of involved in your own thing, but for the third or fourth time, I say, that's the Euro game experience. That isn't is. It? Yeah. It's very much your head down doing your own thing. I call, it, bo- how it, I call it bowling. Bowling. <laughs> because you're playing your own game. You're literally not... You, you're interacting with other people socially, True. but you're so playing your own game and all you do is look at the score, score. Yeah. at the end, right? Agricola's like this. A lot of worker placement games are like this where the player interaction is in vaguely checking out what other people are doing around the same time as you. And then you've all scored from like this points salady kind of yeah. thing. Mm. And you go, I win, cool. Yeah. Photosynthesis, on the other hand, where you are keeping track of your extra points but your points in photosynthesis case mm. are your currency as well so you're actually spending them so yep. that makes sense to be on your own player board you wouldn't mm-hmm. have yes. a larger board for everybody sure. for that one whereas this in this game mm. it totally makes sense and it gives me an excuse to go to bunnings and look at the tile section for some little mosaic <laughs> tiles that we can use yeah so, right. yeah or, or, or like um it'll really reduce that that feeling of being like, are we even talking to each other? Because you have to move your tile over someone's tile to say, I've got a better score than you And then all of a sudden you're going, whoop, over over yours. And they go, oh my God, how did you score eight right then? And you go, well, I moved this thing into the... Like, that's that's a way to do player interaction without actually interacting with the game pieces. You're looking at the same communal board in the center. I've now just convinced myself to, to have any extra boards we've got lying around and we put our scoring yes. pieces with an extra time That's a good idea. in the center. Look, I'm sure you guys have got lots of positives to come back to. Mm. Anyone who listens to this podcast on a regular basis is going to know this is not a game for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I learned about myself in this game, I don't I know why it took so tiles. long. No, no. What I, <laughs> you know how I was making, well, that doesn't add up for actually why I'm making, when I'm making fun of the games that you love and like to play. <laughs> um, but I think the crux of it is, is how we open these game reviews every time. What is the narrative of this game? Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. If Very there's a narrative. deep narrative and there's a storytelling component going on, and it doesn't have to be that deep. Like, you know, photosynthesis, mm. I'm well happy with that. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Mm. But this, it's, it's the, it really, for me, it always comes down to the narrative. I don't care about tiling a wall. That sounds like a, a job I've got to do on the weekend because I'm too cheap to pay for a real tiler to come and do it, right? Um, but, but to me, um, like what, what draws me to this game is an elegant, beautiful, strategic yeah. system. Which I'm saying, 
for me, that's not, I'm feeling like that's not what I come to a game for. Mm-hmm. I want to be immersed into a story yep. and go, ooh, are we going to get out of this alive? Like, are we going to achieve the goal that what's your, we've got? What's you know? your favorite magic set? <laughs> well, wow. I think I think Theros is my favorite, but I do like an Astrid. Yeah, it's just dark but, and monstery and but, all that sort but of stuff. You you go for the more thematic, yeah. story driven cards. You if feel you're lost doing a thing. The, if I get lost in it, yeah. like, and I'm not sure of what the theme of it is, mm-hmm. yeah, then I'm finding struggle if, to engage. Yeah, and I agree with you because Theros is my favorite magic set, <laughs> and and I, I relate more to these thematic. Where it's deeply ingrained mm. into it. There's a story behind it. There's no story behind Azul. No, no. Uh, no. Well, there is, but it's it's like no, we invented the game. That's, that's now, how can the, we make this work loose, as a loose, story? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, tied but, with the objective. Yeah. Whereas yeah. there's no actual narrative. There's no th- ongoing yeah. narrative. Exactly. So th- that, and that's a weak point for me. But that's well, really it's, only it's, the only it's weak point. One, one of the weakest points for me, along with the the scoring system mm. being so. Um, but I'm, I'm detached. I'm not, I'm not that, saying this, but what I'm, I think my point is, I'm not saying this as this is why this game doesn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. But it's not me saying that this is a bad game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think what's key to everybody who walks into a game store is, and anybody who's selling a game to anyone, don't sell someone a shit again. They're going to sure. enjoy. It could be the shittest game. You could look at it and go, "That's a shit game." But somebody might play it and go, this is the best experience I've ever had because everybody's board game experience. It's like picking up a novel, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to enjoy one novel. You're not going to enjoy the other. I'm going to enjoy the other, but I'm not going to enjoy the one you enjoy. Like, I, I wouldn't it's really didn't... unique to each person. And this, and this game does have loads of great, 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 mm-hmm. great um, components and uh, mechanics to it. Yeah. My, my non-gaming wife, okay, I've introduced her to For three now. games now. <laughs> oh, well, three games. And I'll tell you what three they are. Azul, Carcassonne, and Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're the three we've played right. so All tile-laying games. All tile-laying games. So she thinks and I deliberately, I deliberately did that. Um, and which one do you think out of those three she likes the best? Uh, uh, Car- Carcassonne. What do you think? Uh, what was it? Carcassonne, Carcassonne Azul. Azul, and Lanterns. Oh, God. What? Uh, I've got lanterns. Aaron's right. Oh, it was Carcassonne. And the reason why is very interesting. She found Azul quite bland and boring. Mm, too abstract. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all yeah. saying. She found lanterns really dissatisfying because of the way you place the tiles. Mm-hmm. It messes with the OCD in her head, which wants to line all <laughs> yeah, the line colors up there, together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She really liked Carcassonne because you're completing roads, you're completing yeah. cities. You're scoring points of them. It makes it sense in its own weird kind of way, right? Yeah. So you're building something. It's creative. Out of the yeah. three, so. I think that's it as well. There's a creative aspect to it as yeah. well. I mean, there's a creative aspect to this, but you kind of led that way. Carcassonne, you can make your roads go anywhere, can't you? And yeah. You yeah. Do I've, you um, like. I've, like, uh, well, like I've explained games to two different types of people. People who play a lot of games and so they can get, if I go, it's a worker placement game. They know what that means. Yeah. And I go to other people, it's a worker placement game. They go, what? I go, you've played like three different worker placement games. you played Agricola, you played this, you played this, and they're like, what? Like, what, what am I doing? What do I do with these? And I go, okay, you're a farmer. Yes. <laughs> I'm, you're going to go into the fields. You're going to get wood. You're going to use the Talk wood to build fences and now. stuff. Whereas, like, I can explain to, like, Tom or someone who's, like, a lot more clinical with this kind of stuff. I go, it's a worker placement game. You're going to use these resources. You turn them into this kind of thing. Victory point. But 
game ex- explanation done. Whereas when I explained Betrayal at House on the Hill and Dead of Winter to this friend who struggles with the the, the blend, the mechanicy bits, yeah. she got it. She yeah. she she's involved. She's yeah. a character in the game. She she goes. That's me. What do I do here? I go. Yeah. You can explore this house. You can look for items. You're trying to fulfill your secret objective, and I'll check to see whether you fulfill the story thing. And she goes, cool. I'll go to that house. And I go, yeah, move your character there. Yeah. You, you know, Jesus, like you it, make it sound awesome. But that's, that, but that's exactly where I'm at. Yeah, we want to play Dead Winter, right? That's where I'm exactly where I'm at. But that's also the reason why uh, I'm not as good as, uh, as magic as other people as well. Because mm. I think a thing with magic is that you break the game down into, you get rid of the faff. And you break it down in the mechanics. What is this card going to do for me? Yeah. Uh, what's it similar to that did the same sort of thing? And is there a plus and minus on that mechanic that it had an interaction mm-hmm. in the game before? I don't look at any of that. I'm like, who did the art on this one? That one's a pretty cool picture. Yeah. It's like, where are we? Yeah. Are we in does this it feel like is a dinosaur? Like a yeah, or does it feel like, like a 3-3 three, three yeah. for 3? Oh, this is a vampire. Okay, so if I prey on this thing, I'm going to get some what? sweet. I like mm-hmm. that. Oh, I'm going to prey on their thing and, and eat it. And I'm going to get some energy <laughs> and some life from it. Cool. That's the worst way to approach magic. But that's my way of engaging. No, no, it's not the worst. The... It's a way to approach magic. <laughs> it's not, it's it's not the... No, no, no. But it's, it's not the way to approach tournament competitive magic. No. Yes. And I... We, uh, like, I have a dream. <laughs> I have the a dream of man that the become a reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I've heard you say this the, before. Yeah, I got up on stage <laughs> yeah. um, about fifty years that ago. The power level and the creative sides of magic will one day meet at a perfect point where decks and deck ideas that are thematic are just as good as the ones that are mechanical. Yes, yeah, it's that would be almost cool. impossible to do. Um, and like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was it's, about to slag off my folk again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but that's the that's the thing. Like, I I wish it could be that, but you understand the systems and and why um, why things are the way they are. Because when you print cards with numbers on them, power and toughness, mana costs, mm. abilities, some of them are going to be strictly better than others. And yeah. and, mm. and something that's thematic isn't necessarily really great. I don't even remember the last thematic card that was really great. Mm. Um, but w- w- I'm drawn to very, very good uh, strategy, strategy systems, which is why yeah. I actually keep playing Magic and why I keep going back to it, but why I'm not so excited about something like 40K or something that's a bit more luck-based but still a trading card game like Pokemon uh, or mm. something. And, and why... I don't. I'm not driven to play Betrayal at House on the Hill because I'll go. Isn't someone just going to get a whole bunch of items and be way overpowered? And if they betray the group, sure. it's a shit experience for everyone apart from them. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I just because I just see through the the kind of line of. The the theme, once you've played it five or six times, you've seen the theme. You know yeah. what the theme's like. And then if the the meat behind the skin of the, the game yeah. is delicious, I will, <laughs> I will stay. Yeah, but, I um, that. but that's one of the things like Arkham Horror, which people, I can see people would say it's a, it's a, a complex game with loads of admin in it. I'm in it every time. I'm just like, wow, yeah. we're, we're in Arkham. We're, we're gonna, here. Yeah, who yeah. are you? I'm this guy. I'm going, oh, I really want to do You should totally, with your skills, I, I love that yeah. kind of shit, mm-hmm. you know, just getting right and sucked into the story and, mm. and, and getting absorbed in it all. Um, and but, lots of people love, love, love Zombicide, but I can't get into it because I can't stand the combat. Like, I just, yeah, I can't, no. can't get over it. Arcadia Quest can't stand the combat. Mm. And how am I going to commit to some big, long campaign where I invest a bunch of stuff if what I'm doing day-to-day feels like 
spend an action, kill a zombie, spend an action, kill a zombie, your turn. Like, there's no... I'm not doing anything. There's better ways of doing it. There's, there is nothing, and that's what I, a little bit about what I miss about... I haven't uh, role-played for years. Yeah. And what I miss about that is getting into a situation... And it's like, grab these dice, and I've got to roll these dice, and depending on the result, it depends on whether this is going to go favorably for me or not. I love that shit. Yeah, uh-huh. It's just, and it's got, it's luck, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just part, you, you know, I feel like in a role playing sense, you take that as part and parcel of, of what's happening. Yeah, you, you know, to cut it down, you swing your weapon towards this monster, and if the dice come up your way, you kill it. If you don't, Oh you pat goodness. it gently on yeah. the face. Something horrible might happen. <laughs> yeah. You might even stab your mate because you miss him completely. And it's hilarious. I love that kind in of stuff. In RPG, it's a narrative thing. The dice are a narrative convention. Love yeah. all that. But in Zombicide, the dice aren't a narrative convention. Mm-hmm. They're an ends to it. They're a mechanic. Yeah. yeah. A mechanical solution. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, but, and and that's what I don't love mm. about those kind of ones. And it's what worries me deeply the more I read about <laughs> Gloomhaven and how good the combat system is. Well, because yeah, we've got to play that. Because... Uh, because I'm I'm worried that it's actually enough meat on the bones and the, oh, the bones and are looks now. and, and the bones the are there too. There's the skin and there's meat and then there's okay. the bones. Wow, <laughs> tip. It's got it all. If you're on the fence about Gloomhaven and you've got access to um, a copy of it, you've got access to. Uh, I was going to say tabletop simulator. Um, it's on Steam. Yes, yeah, tabletop simulator. The, tabletop. The, the the board game. But yeah, thing, thing, right. Right. yeah, yeah. Gloomhaven is on there, mm-hmm. and it's like so you can get a feel for how that plays out mechanically. Yeah. You've got to do everything, of course, but I mean that's just like the real the board game. Mm. So I would say There's jump on about- that because it's a huge commitment. That's a big game. It is, a, yeah. It's a two hundred dollar commitment, yeah. and it's a, also a time and a money and an effort commitment. And I, it's a legacy game, though, isn't it? It's kind of a legacy game. Right. Uh, you could play 50 hours and not really unwrap any legacy components. Oh, right. Um, because you're just working at your one character and you follow their story arc. And when the story arc's finished, they retire and you get a new character. Mm. But you're further along in the campaign. You join this party as okay. a new, new adventurer. Yeah, yeah. So it's Doesn't kind of. sound a bit sluggish? Uh, it, it does, but apparently the systems and the, the missions and the campaigns and bits and pieces that you unlock are so kind of. Well, Moorish that it's yeah. not. I've heard the same. I've heard the complaint about um, Kingdom Death Monster. Yeah. that it's a real sluggish game because you you're doing rinse repeat stuff. Yep. you're doing not a, a whole. This lot. apparently is what Kingdom Death everyone thought it was going to be. Yeah, right. Which which is like, what well, a game lives up to the hype, and I've been like, nah, it's not going to live up to the hype. I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> Kingdom <laughs> like, Death is oh, Kingdom Death has lived up to it. No, no, no. Oh. Gloomhaven has. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got to stay on track for us. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> I, but what I was, I was talking gonna, about was, was theme. Say, theme and mechanics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's we talk about it often when there's elegant mechanics. And mm. I think you nailed it earlier on where the, a game like this, the level of strategy isn't in the instructions on how mm-hmm. to play. It's the understanding the instructions is quite simple and you can get it and play it. And it's quite elegant in that, mm-hmm. in that respect, right? Which I appreciate and admire. It's not a game for me. Not a game for you, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really good f- for me because um, I, I do love games which unravel uh, the narrative. If the narrative's not in the book and that unravels by the way that you play, yeah. uh, which is um, why I one of my, my favorite game, I would say, is Food Chain Magnate. The storyline of that unravels by virtue of you playing it on the board. It starts off as a very bland-looking town with, like, houses and, like, your restaurants. But then when you have 
uh, <laughs> like a multi-million dollar fast food chain and you're paying all the staff and you're you're making a million burgers and you're churning them out and doing Getting them at the discount prices. So Beans collect. Yeah, yeah, so people come from all over town. You're advertising, you're dropping leaflets all <laughs> over the town. And then... And then I'm running Jess's mom and pop lemonade stand out of business down the road because I suddenly started selling lemonade at my store. None of that's in the rule book. Did that's you? in the narrative of the of the game that's unraveling in in your mind. Whereas Azul has no story. No. You, you you get ten points. You're not like I was a really good Tyler today. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like I got ten no, points. You know what? You can't really honestly say you've been a really good Tyler today because in all the games we've played. You've, yeah. you've got one tile left. You haven't even completed the full mosaic in yeah. a lot of cases. So Man. you haven't been a really good tiler. You've been a, an adequate A tiler. real mediocre <laughs> tiler, yeah. And did you take the last two years the off job. the board game podcast so you could come back on and talk about every game you've played? <laughs> in the Correct, yeah. yeah I, I was like, about, surely I've talked about Food Chain Magnate yeah. before, but I haven't. But while I'm at it, let me talk about... Um, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about some expansions? Yeah. Oh, yes, let's okay. do it, Matt. Bring us um, back on target. We've here. unearthed one expansion, or yeah. and it's called the Joker Tiles expansion. It's not called Bezel. Yeah. No, it's not called Bezel. It's a King Domino, then Queen Domino. We've got Azul. Azul. We were going for Bezel. Yeah. Azul Joker Tiles. Bezel Bub. <laughs> which is the demon-themed like expansion oh, to this yeah. Battle Island game. That's the one where you're putting a... Uh, a satanically infused tile into <laughs> yeah, your mosaic like that pen- will explode everything. Yeah, a pentagram. No, you put a pentagram <laughs> tile on someone else's mosaic and destroys all the tiles around. Oh, I think so far this, we've created two expansions or add-ons for yeah. this game. Yeah. The uh, uh, communal uh, player board in the center yeah, to make the and, player and, and the better. game that summons a demon from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. So, Bob. <laughs> oh my goodness! So the Joker tiles. Uh, it's a set of ten promotional tiles used with the Azul base game. Uh, it complements the castles. Of Aesthetics, what okay. that means, which means they're a nice. Uh, I think they're a, like an epoxy tile that you can always see through with a really nice multicolor design. Uh, they've a bit of depth in decision making as they can serve as a proxy for any of the other tiles. Did you say epoxy? Oh, it's like a wild proxy. card. I did proxy. say epoxy yeah. before. Epoxy proxy. Do you say epoxy? No. Yeah, uh, that's what as it'd be. Proxy. That's right. As epoxy. Epoxy. Epoxies. However. The beauty comes at a price, so you won't be able to score them until the end of the game bonuses. So uh, if you put it onto the board, instead of getting one point for that that tile, it's worth nothing, but the ones around it are still worth points. Oh, okay. And then at the end of the game, it's counted in your rows and your columns. And that your, seems like mostly so. up, up, mostly upside then, right? right? How, how many are there? How many added to the bag? Ten. And it's got its own bag too, Ten. a nice red bag. Which looks like it's exactly the same. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, in. So I'm into uh, it. Yeah. Oh, so then you mix it all up. You just use the red bag to know that hey, Joker tiles inside. I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. ah. so that release date is looking like oh, it must be available somewhere. Released America, 2017, probably. It's available yeah. somewhere at some time. Come and seven line hand for facts. <laughs> Stay for the laughs. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I can't see. You can you can apparently get it on eBay, but. How's it, how's it looking for a, um, an e version, an electronic version, or a laptop? This, is gonna, this will be a great electronic version, a mobile mm-hmm. version, uh, because yeah. it, it's it's tactile in the sense that you'll be sliding <laughs> tiles across. Yeah. Um, you take them off the plate. I can imagine this would be a great mm. game where you grab a group of four plus friends, you mm. each sit around, and there's a 
You know, Aaron's always grabbing friends. He's got that Donald Trump thing about him. Yeah. <laughs> and as long as you're hooked up, you can see the tiles being moved and then put back into the middle. So whatever cool. You just, yeah, you yeah. Imagine yeah. that. And then mm. it, just show all the scoring. And then mm. at the end of the game, you bang, hold up your thing. What's your score? I don't know. Something like that. But it'd be very beautiful. Azul with friends. Yeah. When they did Lanterns, beautiful port. Uh, they've done... Lotus, great, beautiful-looking iOS version. Mm, Uh, Patchwork, disgusting-looking iOS version. (laughs) (laughs) It's a horrible-looking app. Uh, And it's one of my favorite games as well. I I don't know much about the Patchwork one. um, (laughs) You have to drag us through a game of it one day. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. This would make a pretty one in the same way that... uh, It's just like having a pillow put over your head by a loved (laughs) one. It's it's like, just do it. I'm um, sick of it as well. Yeah, Just kill me. Come on. <laughs> My, yeah. So it would look really good. Aesthetically, it would look perfect for an iOS version. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That, the the, the colors are clean and simple. Um, you, yeah, you could see it just coming across really mm-hmm. lovely. So you can, we, we've said this is, this is a good game for intro to new players. Sure. They'll get it real simple. You can have a game of it. But again, I think it goes deep. Um, I think we've covered most of this. So my backup question is, I think it might have been Jamie that said this will, if it was between this and photosynthesis and a race for the Spielders' Yars, game of the year, he was saying this is going to pit photosynthesis. For me, I would play photosynthesis over and over again before I would play this. Um, Where are you at, guys? I'm I'm with Azul because I think um, the, the Spiel rewards elegant beautiful designs that are good things to put into a yeah uh, into a new group or to get other people into gaming or it should be in everyone's collection photosynthesis is a little harder to to grasp and a lot of people won't like the fact that they don't get it immediately it's a longer explain it's a bit more it's actually more abstract than this in in rules and points and what you're trying to do to win i i think okay yes some of i agree with some of that but Mm -hmm. The way photosynthesis is set up, it's it's the life cycle. Therefore, the theme is completely in the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. The life cycle yeah. of the, of it's the beautiful. It does that. I, th- I think maybe what appeals to me about that is it's that just it's is it a mechanic that the mechanic of the sun moving around the board and changing the scoring due to the mm. placement of the sun moving just makes me go wow. I don't feel like I've seen that. Yeah. It's not just you know how you were saying mm-hmm. like you can say to Tom, it's this mechanic and this mechanic and this mechanic, and they go, oh, I've got it. Yeah, you're going. The sun moves around the board. It's like you watch. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that. About and I it. love and I love innovation in, yeah. in these kinds of games as well. But, but that's not what spills. It's not is about. what spill is. It's like a really concise package that does something that's been not necessarily done before, but they've done it in such a way that it's just like mm, like it's yeah. oh. and it's a it's a really strong gateway game. It's not a family game because I think that's the yeah. special. That's kind of, kind of spiel. Yeah, yeah. Got, but um, it's yeah. I've got Jamie's points here. He sent me through a few thoughts. Cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I get your response to his thoughts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, he agreed. It's, it's a it's a very pretty game, but uh, a bit mechanical in the way that it yep. works. Yeah, so totally. Pretty, yeah. uh, clever blocking in the game, so shorting your opponent's tiles or flooding them. Or we've already discussed that. Yeah. Uh, decent lightish family game. He called it, but his whole take was that it's a bit dry, mm-hmm. which I think. We've pretty much talked about it. Yeah, yeah. So, I think so, so he's, he's probably found the same. Yeah. It sounds like he's come up with the same sort of experience as us. Yep. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I think a point that I made before that is, is one of my favorite bits about these kind of, I call them like 
small to medium ga- <laughs> games. <laughs> this, is, this is a flashback. You used to have this. Yeah, video, small yeah. to medium. Oh my god! It's like a, a price, this. like a price range. <laughs> yeah. This is actually on on the pricey end, I think, because the components are so nice. But it's a small to medium, like weight game, and. Yeah. I love being able to introduce games like this to people like, uh, let's say, Jess's family, my, my partner's family, who don't play a lot of games, but they can get it as they learn. For sure. And that my is... mum would go in a meltdown trying to learn this game. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, we in the notes that we had for this, I said, it's like, um, like my dad always used to go down the pub, English pub, in the village, and play dominoes every Thursday. Mm-hmm. This is like... Play, this is like what you could do now. You could go and I'll take us all and we'll just have a few pints, we'll play us all. Yeah. It's exactly like that. We felt, yeah. didn't we? We felt yeah. like we were, you know, we, we joked about it on Instagram. We said, oh, here's Matt and I were outside our uh, Turkish cafe eating Turkish <laughs> delight, <laughs> sucking, on the, sucking on the hookah pie okay, yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of crap, drinking tea. And, uh, and then, um, you know, um, we got slagged off by Daniel. Uh, for, uh, I think we got the terminology wrong, but that was sure. my point. But that's what we felt. We felt like we were in one of those markets. And we were just sitting out the front, waiting for customers, perhaps. But we we're just not banging out a game of Vazul. Yeah, it, you know? it's it's one of those chess draft style, like street yeah. street. It's a street mm-hmm. game, and it seemed that it's yeah, it's got a very well. You can imagine, like you go to. Uh, you go to Turkey or you go to Spain, and you see the old men playing this in the in the parks with old kind of bone like bone chips and and there's no player board or anything they all know how to they know the the, the, the the game okay imagine this you didn't get the bag and and the component salaries you just got cardboard chits how good is the game now with exactly the same mechanics that you've lorded over Ooh, dark days in Aaron days (laughs) in Aaron's mind Uh, I'll talk about this in my top (laughs) ten Ooh. Ah. Wow, that's uh, it's because it immediately sparked me talking about another game. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> talking about the top ten. Could you want to say anything about that, Matt? What What do you reckon? Uh, well, I was going to say I, I'd immediately be less attracted to it. Yep, me uh, too. If it was yeah. just chits, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. It's amazing, isn't it? Where you could invest, invest, you know, as a as a game publication company, where you would invest money to make it a difference between a. A game that nobody's interested in, and someone that's like, how, "This is God, great." How crap would Splendor be if they were? Yeah, if they like, were rubbish ass, yeah, like if they were just gems or something like that. Yeah, you know, even oh, gems would be all right. No, no, but you gems know, would be okay. Little, I was, I was about to say plastic. cubes, but I really like Century Spice yeah. Road, which is like the same game but with cubes. Because there is a bit of me when I'm playing Splendor this game. It's just poker chips. <laughs> yeah, but they're <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah they are. I, I, I imagine when they were designing this game it was always in their head to use tiles like that the big mm. solid chunky things yeah. i can't imagine it not being mm. part of the design yeah. process even in the play, oh. even in the play testing you would have been like can't wait to have actual yeah, like tiles yeah. to represent these crappy so, little you know what we should do oh we'll make this better let's go down to bunnings and get, get some uh, actual mosaic and smash some of their tiles smash some tiles all right. Uh, oh, let's uh, so should we wrap it up there. Mm, done yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to be back with uh, Matt's quiz, but don't worry because after that we've got back to proper content. <laughs> ten. Uh, Aaron's going to do a top ten. He actually prepared and everything. Back to a- content with Aaron. Oh yeah. my god. That he did preparation for, which he haven't done in years. many years. I don't know if, if ever. Anyway, uh, just a brief break while we do uh, Matt's quiz. See you in a minute. It's time for Matt's quiz. Uh, 
Cats quiz theme tune. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. It's still my ringtone. All right. Yeah. Ready? Have you guys got a scribbler? I yeah. can actually see that you have. So I don't know whether Jamie usually does, but I can see both of you do. Yeah, he's just googling it. <laughs> Cheating bastard! <laughs> All right, it's it's so distracting to do it with Jamie because you can just hear the keyboard typing <laughs> at the other end. It's like, what's the answer to this question? <laughs> oh, that's a tough one, Matt. I'll have to think uh, about. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's this in this year with this director. Yeah. Who was married to a, a, a lovely lady? Actually, from their Cornwall. third husband. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt's Azul quiz. Uh, I couldn't come up with something witty for that. Anyway, maybe Beazle. Uh, question one. Yeah, Azul gives a nod to which other tile-laying game about palace building? Oh, Azul gives you a know nod that? to which other tile-laying Me, game yeah, yeah. about palace building? Oh. I saw a graphic today, and I don't know whether that was a legit game. Oh, maybe this is... Oh, shit. No, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I have no idea. Anyways. Oh, I'm looking forward to your answers then. Question <laughs> it's two. so confident. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not sure now. <laughs> Featherweight confidence. Like, oh, yeah, I know this one. But do you really? But, oh, oh maybe, maybe I do don't. You? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was obvious. It was not obvious. That's bad. Question yeah. two. Derived from Arabic, uh, Azulejos translates as what? Is it? A, carefully laid stone, B, small polished stone, or C, intricate cut stone. So Azulhaos translates as carefully laid stone, small polished stone, <coughs> or intricate cut stone. Which one? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Question three. We're going to play Who's That Tyler? <laughs> Okay, Aaron, Aaron, name any Tyler that you know ever. James Stone. Okay, you ready? Uh, Bob the Builder. (laughs) Uh, Well, this Tyler had a total eclipse of the heart. I was going to say, oh yeah, okay. This Tyler had a total eclipse of the heart. Uh, Okay, whoa, I know that one. I was actually going to make jokes (laughs) along this line. I'm glad I said that. This is where I think, Adam, maybe age is going to show out. Oh, no. Uh, Second one, that was A. B, this Tyler started a fisticuff club. Oh. This Tyler started a fisticuff club. I love it. I love your work. And see you know the last one? one? Yeah. Oh, this Tyler Better had be. a collaboration with Run DMC. Yes. This Tyler had a collaboration with Run DMC. That's where the jokes were going to be at. Fisticuffs, <laughs> though. Fisticuffs, <laughs> Tyler. Question four. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say it over and over because when it's obvious, yeah, and, yeah, I'm, yeah. and I'm here on air just going. I didn't oh, I didn't get it until I got it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which is Matt's Matt's quiz in a nutshell. Yeah, that is sure is. Question mm. four: What's the name of the Azalea as uh, as decorated chicken outlet that really is quite expensive for what it is and displays works of art by artists from developing countries? What is the name of the Azulejos decorated chicken outlet? Uh, okay, I don't know. Okay. If that's true, I just name one. Might be. <laughs> Red, Ro- Red Rooster. <laughs> it's not Red Rooster, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> River Rooster. Yeah. Not uh, chicken tree. Question oh. five. Now we're going back to some well to some films here. Name that film. Uh, and and the common theme for these films is that they're building something. They end up building something. <laughs> okay. Uh, a police detective helps raise a barn. What's the name of the movie? A police detective Got that helps one. raise a barn. Got that one. Studied that in English when I went back and uh, 
affected me at all again because I was too messing a, around. A, 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 a police uh, detective helps raise a barn. Han Solo. So in what movie can a police detective like, be seen? L- literally, or is it like a pun? No, no, it's it's literally. literally. Helps literally. R- a, a it's obvious, Aaron. Don't be so <laughs> thick. <laughs> What? Why would that be the plot of a movie? A no, it's not, I'm not saying it's a plot. Bad fist I'm not it's, <laughs> it's not a plot. Uh, question five uh, B: Prisoners build a bridge that's going to be destroyed. Oh yeah. Prisoners build a bridge that's going to be destroyed. Okay. Yeah. And C: An ex-congressman builds a boat because someone told him to. Is that Porky's? An ex-congressman builds up. <laughs> Is that uh, Wicked at Birdies? <laughs> an ex-congressman builds a boat because someone told him to. What is the name of the movie? Got me there. I can tell you it's uh, it's a sequel. Of a sort. <laughs> Porky's 2. Oh, it's Matt's quiz. Breaking right, 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> That could be the answer for question six, but let's find out. <laughs> question six. What percentage of Azulejos, according to authorities in Lisbon... Wow. Uh, according to authorities in Lisbon, is the worst? He's citing <laughs> facts now, because originally... The original Matt's question here would be, uh, which which is the greatest percentage of tiles ever put on a wall um, by a man? By a man. What? Twelve. According to... Well, I haven't finished the question yet. Yeah. So what percentage of Azulejos, according to authorities in Lisbon, have been vandalised or removed to sell to foreigners? Is it 17%, 25%, or 33%? Yeah. What percentage? Have tiles have been pilfered for foreigners? Question seven, last one. Hmm. The Lux Touch is the most expensive <laughs> diamond flooring in tile in the world. Oh, I thought that's something okay. you got from this girl I met in Midland once. I got a bit, <laughs> got a bit <laughs> of the Lux Touch. touch. Yeah, How much is it per square meter? The Lux Touch. How much is it per square meter? What, what do you get? So in Australia, in so the Lux Touch is the most expensive diamond flooring in the tile in the world. How much is oh. it per square meter? And we're talking uh, US dollars. Oh, okay. square meter. He's getting very specific with the citations. Yeah. And that we're going to play higher or lower with that one at the end, okay? Per so square meter. Come up with a, an opening bid. Sure, oh, sure. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Starting point, if you will. Lovely. Back to question one. All right. Oh, the fisticuffs one. I'm going to be upset, aren't I? Yeah, you are going to be deeply upset. <laughs> so question. it's a boxer whose last name is Tyler. Mike Tyson. My Tyler soon. Let's find out. Okay. Question one. Azul gives a nod to which other tile laying game about palace building, Aaron? Alhambra. What do you think there, David? Oh, shit, really? Uh, I put Madrid because I saw a game that looked exactly the same as Azul, but had Madrid. (laughs) Set in Madrid. That is probably one of the most serious best answers he's ever given, but he's wrong. It's Alhambra. (laughs) Yeah! I I, I applaud the fact that you actually. That was an effort into that answer. Yeah. That's a that real was, game. It was an Cause, accident. Because that's why I was like so confident because we talked about it in the intro. And then yeah. he went, I know it. I looked it up the other day. I was like, Alhambra, the famous tile-laying palace game. Yeah. Mm. It was uh, a bit... I knew it was wrong though because it looked pretty much the same as the Azul cover. But it was pretty much just yellow and orange theme. And it had Madrid written there. And it looked pretty much the same. Oh, I weird. Just yeah. it off. Mm. I didn't want to know that was. It was just uh, an image yeah. that came up when I was uh, internating. Question two. Derived yeah. from the Arabic, the Azulejos 
translates as what? Is it a carefully laid stone, a small polished stone, or an intricate cut stone, David? Rolling the three-sided dice, I came up with a small polished stone. Answer B. What do you think there, Aaron? I also said small polished stone. The answer is small polished stone. Yes. Question three. Who's that, Tyler? Did you get all of these, Aaron? I didn't get the first one. Okay. Ah, so this it. Tyler had a total eclipse of the heart, David. Yeah, that's Bonnie Tyler. What you <sighs> Represented the UK in the um, in, in a shameful way at the Eurovision, uh, Eurovision <laughs> before it got completely wrecked by Australia getting involved. I wrote, in the only Tyler. other Tyler I could think of, which is Tyler Perry, and it's definitely not him. Oh, good, good, good try. Thanks. Okay. Uh, B. This this Tyler started a fisticuff club. Aaron. Tyler Durden. David. <laughs> Tyler Durden. Yeah. I love that. Man, I, I love, love, I love that movie as well. Yeah. I, I had to come up for an interesting way to say, you know, Fight Club. Fisticuffs yeah, Fisticuffs Club. Fisticuffs yeah. Club. Yeah. All right. uh, the club bit gets so away. C. This Tyler had a collaboration with Run DMC. David, it was, of course. Stephen. Steve Tyler. Yeah. Steve Tyler, yeah. Oh, he said Steve. He's never been friends with Steve <laughs> Stephen, ever. Stephen is more correct. Is it more correct? Oh, I, I thought everyone called him Steve Tyler. I thought everyone called him Steve Tyler. No, no. Close enough. Hmm. Question four. What's the name of the Azuleros oh, decorated chicken now. outlet that's quite expensive? Oh, yeah, yeah. But they display, they do a really cool thing. They display artists' work from developing countries. Mm. Aaron. Nando's. Yeah, Nando's. 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 I, I put Porto down and I thought, no, no, it's not Porto. And I thought, I'll get back to that and I'll think of the real answer. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. got it first. Oh, Porto mm. is the knockoff of Nando's. Oh, it's all po- yeah. Porto. And it's Australian yeah. too. Yeah. Why is it called a Porto? No. A Porto. It's Porto. Porto chicken. You can take it with you. Porto, portable chicken. A Porto. Porto. But a Porto is also the capital of. Or it's one of the cities in Portugal. There you go. Facts, facts. There you go. Question five. Name that film. Which film did a police detective oh, help raise a barn, David? Uh, witness. What do you think there, Aaron? Did you write an answer? Lethal Weapon 1. <laughs> mm, it was Witness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he was hiding out with the Amish, so he built a barn. What does this have to do with Azul? It was building. They built something. Get oh, they built tiling. something. Yeah. Oh. Get with the map. Get with the map port. The Tyler question, <laughs> yeah. fantastic. That That's was, so yeah. good. That, that was good. Fantastic. So good. Okay, B. I mean, uh, I've enjoyed this Matt's quiz so far. It's been <laughs> decent. Uh, B. Prisoners yeah. build a bridge that's going to be destroyed. Aaron was. What movie? Bridge on the River Kwan. Ah! What? Pardon? Bridge on the River Kwai. Oh, is it on? Or? What? what? Bridge? Bridge on the River Kwan. <laughs> That's close enough. <laughs> Pay me out. Yeah, it is bridge, bridge over on the, the on river. On the Kwai. river Kwai. Is it yeah. on? Yeah, bridge on the river Kwai. I thought it was okay. bridge over the river Kwai. Bridge on the river Kwai. Yeah. Uh, I'm and myself see, last one. An ex-congressman who built a boat because oh. someone told him to is, of course, David. No idea. Lethal weapon two. It's Porky's, wasn't it? It's Porky's. <laughs> okay. You know the, the break it two. You know the, electric the, boogaloo. Um, BMX Carrie film Bruce oh, um, Almighty. Oh, um, they made a sequel. Yeah, Evan Almighty with Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. watch it. Yeah. He uh, was nah. doing the whole Noah building an ark thing. Of I've never seen right. that. I haven't seen that one. Uh, yeah. Question six: What percentage of Azaleros, uh, according to authorities in Lisbon, have been vandalized or removed to sell to foreigners? Aaron, the percentage was. I rolled the three-sided dice and came up with a third. 
Oh, 33%. Did we look in the same? We'll just roll it once. We got the same answer. It's variance. Well, the answer is actually 25%. No, that was my second answer. The, <laughs> the answer I was taken from a fact that is uh, probably about 20 years old. So it could well be 33% yep, by now. It's now it's 33%. Or they're, or they're all gone. I, um, I'll give myself a tick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last question, number seven. The Lux Touch is the most oh. expensive diamond flooring in the world. Hang on, what, what score have you got at the moment, Aaron? One, two, three. Oh, okay. Six. I got six. On oh, me too. Oh, wow. So, this is tight. Oh, my goodness. Tiebreaker with oh. who can get the highest, the lowest. Gary Emder. Higher or New price is right. Here we go. How much is it per square meter? Go first. David. Oh, shit. Uh, I've got 25K because I'm all shit and loose and, you know, with my valuations. This gives advantage then to the other yeah, player. Yeah, I do. Higher. <sighs> What did you have, by the way, Aaron? Um, 19,000. No! <laughs> but uh, but you get to change your answer. You yeah, know. yeah. So higher than 25. 83,000 US dollars. <laughs> higher. Oh, my David. God. Uh, 500,000. Higher. We're going to have to Aaron. go quicker than this, right? If it's uh, uh, $1.2 million. Lower. David. Just a million. That's the correct answer. Oh, One yes. million. Oh, so, just the mill. And I've got some facts here because this is this really... Uh, this is away. nuts. So the Lux Touch is a million dollar tile per square meter. It's made of diamond, inlaid with diamonds and pearl. And it's the most expensive <sighs> By Prince. Prince's bathroom. Actually, yeah. Prince's house. Yeah. And you'd hope your bathroom, you'd, what you'd do is you'd hope your bathroom was like one mil by one mil square. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'd be all right. It'd be all right. I can afford it. So, it, it, yeah, the range, they obviously make a whole range from semi-precious up to diamonds. So semi-precious starts at 100,000 per square metre. Well, let's get level up dice. Uh, yeah, I was going to say level up, level up bathrooms. <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, that is. That is, that is incredible. Now, but that's when you get to that stage where you just got That's where you're like... Oh, I'm pretty, pretty tired of being the sultan of this oil-producing mm. company. I better tile all my house. You know when I step out of the shower and my skin's soft, but I still haven't got rid of the calluses from my bottom of my feet, and I just want to scrape them off? What mm. I need is, like, diamonds yeah. on the tiles. Just <laughs> what to I get need is some, your yeah. some, just some pearl. Just, mm. like, get a really rare rock. That comes from the inside of a clam, and I'll rub my feet all over it. <laughs> that was Matt's quiz. When the homework's done, it's time for fun again. Oh, I was on. <laughs> we do that again. <laughs> Oh that my went, god! That, was so that went so that went well. That was good. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they'll? Do you think they'll notice? That was uh, nah. flawless yeah. transition. Thanks, Daniel, for the new theme tune. Aaron's top ten. Aaron's secret top ten. It's a second top ten before the first top. Oh, it's the first top you've ten. Done, you've actually prepared I've twice. Prepared like, doubly. Are you going to be doing both I, top tens? I'm going to be doing both top tens. One oh of them God, is very. This is like the top twenty. Then it's like oh. a top twenty. Hey, is you top haven't 20. Just stuck two top fives together. To I have it. not. It's two top tens. Okay, the first one is a, a mini quiz. Oh, mini quiz. Pens at the ready. It's I'm springing Aaron's. it on you. Here we go. Oh, okay. Aaron's quiz. quiz ten. Before yeah, okay. the real Wait, top tens. We have to play the theme again. It's ten. It's ten questions. It's oh, the first okay. top ten. 
Oh, uh, do we have to play the theme again? No. All right. Okay. This waltzes in and changes the format. The, the big, the biggest boy. <laughs> yeah. In Thailand games, everyone knows it. It El probably Hambra. introduced you to. <laughs> it probably I introduced learned. you to Thailand games. Carcassonne. Catan. Carcassonne. Carcassonne's been out for like 20, 25 years now. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm. A million expansions. Yeah. Which of these are real expansions and which are expansions oh, that I made up? Uh, of the of, of the Carcassonne. Of the next 10. Of the next 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. here we go. So. Exp- real Carcassonne expansion or not? Okay, oh, okay. okay. Number one. Yeah. Hills and sheep. <laughs> <laughs> a simple yes or no will yes. suffice. Yes okay. to real, no to fake. Number two, mm. rivers and dales. Okay, I shouldn't give it away with my. Mm, or there are five. There are five real and five, sure. five okay. fake. Sure. Yeah. Number three, that'll help. The plague. Oh, well, um, that's, <laughs> that's dark. Number four. Yeah, sounds like it should be one. The cult. Oh uh, shit! Did they have dark days in Carcassonne? No. It's like... kind of set Middle Ages. I mean, I guess you could imagine any of these things being there. Right. Yeah. Number five: markets and marauders. See, that's the sort of thing that they're they're known for, isn't it? You need the and in there. Yeah. Because like plagues and cults, you'd go yes. Yes. But b- bland and then a little more exciting. <laughs> Markets <laughs> and marauders. Yeah, that's the perfect thing. Yeah. They should just have that. Bland and <laughs> a, a little, little more, more exciting. <laughs> and number six. The Carcassonne people will be listening to this going, Oh, did you hear what oh, he just said? <laughs> did he say bland and a little more exciting? I can't believe we haven't I done mean, it before. Bananas that. and spiky bananas. <laughs> no, okay, number, number six is catapult. Catapult. Uh, and, yeah. no, no, I'm joking. Curry? Number seven, big meeples. <laughs> I'm just putting well, yes for all of these. to make them oversized? Oh, I think I've seen God. that. God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Oh, hang on. I've only got six here. Oh, dear. Number one, hills and sheep. Number oh, yeah. eight. Number two, rivers and dales. Number three, the plague. Yes. Yep. Number four, the cult. Yes. Number five, markets and marauders. Yep. Right. Number six, catapult. Yep. Number seven, big meeples. Yep. Number okay. eight. I think I was still laughing about the, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something we said earlier. Number eight, corn circles. <laughs> really? Corn circles? Uh, it could be made up. Yeah, it's yeah. not really anything. It's like, are we stepping inside Aaron's mount mind? Okay, number well? nine. Uh, hang on, hang on. Fan, I've got to get fan-made expansions. No, no. No? Official or promotional uh, endorsed by the creator of the game. Promotional really gets, opens the... uh, Yeah, yeah, it does, but they've always been released in a way that was endorsed by the the creator. Mm. Drunken during a post- Gen Con party. <laughs> I'm thinking about those little box ones that they released. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I don't remember. Number nine, yeah. champagne and coins. <laughs> champagne and coins. Bland <laughs> and a uh, medium. Champagne and And number coins. ten, the paper makers. Jeez. See, now, why would you make Holy up that? Why would you I make that up? I say no to all of them except <laughs> yeah. for one. Except for one. 
I've, they've done the opposite. So one this of us is, is so one, good. One of us can win 5 0. I'll put yes to everything. You put <laughs> no to everything. everything. Someone's going to sweep. <laughs> Hang on, let me see if my maths has worked out. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, okay. One, two, I, well, I just put five, all right. no for the last one because I've already got five yeses. So. Okay, here we go. Number one, hills and sheep. What did you think, Matt? No, it's not real. No. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's in a white box. You add hills and you add sheep. Oh, right. That's a bit hillist. It's a bit hillist, though, isn't it? I'm a, I'm a hillist. Because white sheep, yeah. Hills, white, no. White. No. If you're a, if when you're a white in hill, snow, you're a mountain. Number two, rivers and dales. Matt? Yeah, it's true. Uh, yes, it's true. Made it up. Oh, <laughs> see. Mm. <laughs> I, and I, I know the ri- ri- river is an expansion. The, the river is one, but rivers and dales never, uh, never together. So, so a little that. tricky. Number three, dales. the plague. David. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. Right. Silly It's Matt. set in kind of old-timey France. The plague happened. Of course. Number four, the cult. David. No. no. They were yes. Rock. They were a rock oh, band. A cult. <laughs> Blue oh, Oyster Cult. Hang yes, on. that was a promotional. We'll do the next one and then I'll check Sanctuary. Number five, Matt, Markets and Marauders. Yes. yes. What? Markets um, and Marauders. Uh, no. No. Made it up. All right, now, quick Because quick I check. went for the bland and not bland thing and I was like, what's a bland thing? What's a slightly less bland thing? Oh, Markets and Marauders. Yeah. Now, you realize I'm probably going to cross the rest of them out, except maybe one. How are you oh, doing over there? Uh, I've got one right so uh, far. I've got none right so far. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number six. But you know that these are the opposite. Of, uh, I shouldn't. I'll just leave it. The number same. six. You could plan ahead. Catapult. Yes. 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 Yeah. All right, all right. That's I don't know what that has to do with ahead. like making a, a village, and I don't. I didn't look at mechanically it how down. it worked. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number seven. Big meeples, Matt. I wrote yes. I wrote yes. I'm sure I've seen this. It's a thing that has been adopted by other Meeple's games, but never Carcassonne. No, I never. Thought, I, I made that I'd up. Seen a it's thing. in Viticulture. We have very oh, similar no. little Meeple's. Right. Big ones and little ones. Cool. Number eight, Corn Circles, David. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Matt. Yes, Corn Circles was a, was a thing. I'm giving Matt a knowing nod now. Like I um, really, was really, yeah, it's really confident. Why Corn Circles? One. Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't look at the mechanics of most of these. Just the wiki. Number nine, champagne and coins, Matt. Yes, it's definitely a real one, which means it's not. Oh, <laughs> I might have scored myself wrong. I've only ticked it when it's a yes. If when it's a no, oh, I've put, oh. it um, sorry. What were we doing? Nine. Uh, champagne and coins. I, I said no. I said yes. It's no. Yo, no, so I made a, it up. That's a correct. Which means the last one's going to be wrong too. Paper makers. Oh, so I made that up. Yes. yes. Oh, I wrote no. So no, no is the answer. I got five out of ten. That's I think. pretty good. So uh, for those playing at home, yes, no, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, no. Mm. That's pretty. And that's Aaron's top ten number one. It's also Aaron's one. sex All life. Right. <laughs> yes, no, it's yes, more, yes, no. I don't know because there's an even amount of no, uh, yeses. There's and more no. yeses than no's. That's how. It's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> I anyway, kind of want to wrap that up as my top 10 because yeah. I just, my other one's more boring. That's Aaron's top 10. Wait, we're not going to. Oh, come on. Where's the thought provoking conversation, the, yeah, the nostalgia on. you're bringing up? Where's sure. It? All right. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> should, we, should we play the theme music again? No. Let's just plow on. It's Ar- I just did it just then. Didn't you hear me? It's Aaron's. The- Seven Land Hand is a real nice MTG. Aaron's top ten. Number ten. Tile laying. You know, Daniel's games. Daniel had a pop at us once for being take one one because we did. You know, when we did the um the humble intro. 
Yeah. And he was going, you just did, did it in one take. I mean, amateurs. And he's going to hear us do Aaron's oh, top ten. And he's going <laughs> to... Has he listened to the rest of the podcast? Yeah. We saw, we saw us do it. But he knows that we usually do things in one take because we like preserving the... Oh. The... Maybe, maybe he was it. being like, you guys, take one wonders. You know, yeah. you, you're good at doing take one. I don't think he was. I think he was going... You, Especially because it took us multiple nah, takes exactly, to exactly. do it. He was, oh, he was, he was, he was laughing, a, he was he was laughing along, along with us. Along with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows the joke by now. fourth wall's come down. All right. Um... Daniel's on the inside of that fourth wall. This is Aaron's top ten tile-laying games. Okay, great, yeah. Disclaimer, this doesn't include games that have some tile-laying in them. Oh, it's totally involving tiles. Like Castles of Burgundy, Caverna, Keyflower, where you buy tiles or you add them to your thing. Uh, Look at Aaron rocking up with the knowledge here. No, No, like King Ludwig's... Castle. Well, well, King Ludwig's Lug- oh Castle kind of, kind of does count as a tile laying game. So, so I said that the criteria here is games where you have an individual or shared tableau mm. where placement is contingent on those already in the tableau. Sounds good. Uh, and, and where it's one of the main elements of the game. So Azul, it does because you score more points for other stuff that already exists in your, in your tile. Good rules. Tile laying. Good rules. What's uh, number 10? Number Excellent. 10, Akrotiri. <laughs> what? Two-player only game by Sien Fung Lim and Jay Cormier. Right. Um, like who a... are called the Bamboozle Brothers. Yeah. Uh, the, of, not, not related, obviously. But Akrotiri is a two-player pick-up-and-deliver game with uh, tile-laying elements as you explore the different islands around the port of Akrotiri in, in Greece. And then... Um, it's quite a long two-player game. What does pick-up and delivery mean? So pick-up and deliver is like you seed the board with resources and then you're going to use something to get those from one place to another and you score points you for know, the okay. pick-up and deliver. You know about DHL, thing. right? And <laughs> yeah. Toll. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And IPEC. Pick-up pick up and, and deliver and games. Yeah. 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 No, but like the pick-up and delivery within a game, though, well, so you, you get a resource from one place and then there's a mechanic to get it from A to B as yeah. well. And that's, right. and that's yeah. and it's usually like representing a transport system or whatever. Okay. And then this is like generic goods. Uh, you use them to get from one place to another. And then as you explore these different tiles and kind of unlock the map, uh, you, you find different temples and you've got to kind of correlate where those temples are on the pre-existing mm. tiles to find where they match like your map versus the board and okay. so it's a pretty interesting two-player game but it's just a bit long uh, which is why it only reaches my my top, top 10, 10 tile lane than, games like, everything from 11 on but 11 on yeah rubbish yeah, but it's yeah. better it's better yeah. uh, number nine and number nine arboretum Ooh. which is a, uh, a a card game set in a botanical garden set in a botanical garden uh, you're building different roots of of colored trees roots <laughs> um and that represent the the kind of <laughs> ones that you walked at no roots of trees yeah, Matt. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, definitely um and uh you score more points for the longer the path is of particular colors yep. the tile laying element Take is it to a- ride is a bit well. You, <laughs> no, you create your own tableau of trees, and you can build it out in in different directions. But it's representing a garden. Uh, it's not tiling; it's like card laying, but it's tiling in its spirit, yeah, okay, which is so why it only reaches a number the, nine. How big are the cards? Like playing? They're cards. like playing cards. They're like yeah. magic, so it magic takes cards. Takes a bit of space. It takes a bit of space. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Number eight. Is it, is number it beautiful? It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautifully presented. Z-Man Games, lovely, concise little box. Two to four players. Looks gorgeous. Mm. Very, very difficult to find nowadays yeah, as well. Yeah, I was say. I uh, sold my copy to someone like an idiot. Have Z-Man Games released anything super recent? 
Because I just realised I don't feel I like I've seen I don't feel it. like I've seen heaps of Z-Man uh, games no, no, recently. I'm, Did they I'm get absorbed sure into one of the Z-Man bigger ones? Z-Man got absorbed by somebody, so they're Asmodee, not possibly. someone else. I think they've, I'm pretty sure they've become part of the Asmodee North America. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, think, plan plan B Games, who created Azul, are actually one of the weird byproducts of that merger yeah. thing as well. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, they're still releasing stuff under their own yeah. company, but of course their they're, they're release schedule like Lucas probably Film? slowed down. Disney. Yeah, they've they've got funny branches under the umbrella. Yes. The Sorry, I'm distracting the arrows. What's the pandemic stuff? The legacy pandemic legacy stuff. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That was Man a Z Man, wasn't it? Was Z-Man, it? Z-Man, but yeah, yeah anyway. oh, but then, but then equally, he was Man. like games right for um, Forbidden yeah, yeah. Island. So yep. he just mm. were, whoever will publish me. True. Yeah. Number eight. Number eight. Queen Domino. Oh yeah, we know that one. Yeah, we know that one. Like I, this, this really struck me as. Um, a more, they, they were trying to more gamify the King Domino system, which was already a very, in, in an Azul-like way, mm. very elegant, like, yeah. how did someone not do this before? Dominoes, but with something other than numbers on them? Wow. That's um, the genius I, of Bruno. That's the genius, genius of Bruno. I'm pretty sure I've played, like, Animal Farm donom- Dominoes, so it's been done before. Oh, know? it's been done. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I really like it when a designer, like... N- narrows in on a thing like Vlada Kvadal doing gamified would you rather with that's a question that sort of thing uh Bruno Cathalo just getting dominoes and just putting his gamer spin on it and yeah. Queen Domino's turning that into a bigger game but I didn't love Queen Domino but uh leads me to number seven I oh, did be- love number seven before you go before you say number seven I already have a huge chunk of nostalgia for queen domino mm-hmm. i just it just feels like oh, this is nice i, lo- I, I really just, I, love the I process love of it yeah. playing it mm-hmm. yeah um that is another one that's on my list to present to wife uh, yeah, uh-huh. domino, yeah. But i think again, that's right up there but again we've had things like i'm looking across the room now new angeles right it's mm. in the shed because i know i'll never play it again and when we finished playing that i was like i love this game mm. but i know i'll never get it back out yeah. again and yeah. that makes me feel so sad and i think queen domino is a little bit like that whereas i love playing it but it doesn't have the the woofy attraction of get will get me into it and, and this is an odd thing where i usually love the more mechanical like in-depth versions of stuff but um and and queen domino made it more of a game i don't actually want to bring it to the table as much as i want to bring number seven to the Ooh, table yeah number which seven. is segue king domino oh the return. Head to head. the return of the original, the OG, the return of the, the, the original prequel. game, yeah. the, the prequel. Um, this like I I often g- get the two of them in my hand and hands and look <laughs> yeah. from left to right and go, which one <laughs> do, do I want to bring? Well, well, in, in my mind, qu- I do that. <laughs> the bigger question is side by side. I often come, I often walk in the room and see and Aaron sitting there looking. with two games in his hand just looking from left to right. <laughs> what is he doing? But now we know. Now we, go, we know. Go on, tell us more. I go, King Domino, the elegant, <laughs> beautiful, tile-laying Bruno Cathala dominoes but with a fantasy kingdom twist or Queen Domino, which is the same game except with a dragon and like knights and queens and stuff. Which one do I want to present to this random group of people? I always... King Domino it because, because you want to keep it simple because you want to keep it newer players you want to kiss it you want to keep it simple stupid which yeah. is why King Domino is the sh- is the, sh- uh, the spiel when yes game. yes and it's why it's my number seven and not my number eight number seven no, King Domino yeah. number six number six Alhambra it's alright <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously better than ten nine eight seven 
Isn't I it? now wish I'd said King Domino and Queen Domino were six and seven and mm. Alhambra was number eight because I like Alhambra better than Arboretum or Akrotiri. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the bidding system and the money system in Alhambra is, is pretty good. Um, but the... Uh, I, I find it, it's this weird tile-laying thing, and then the tiles also have walls on them, which are the walls of your Alhambra. It's a big, big thing about the actual palace. Um, it's very like you have to take a turn off to rearrange your palace in a nice way, one tile at a time. So you can either participate in the game or be like, oh, fuck this up. And, and you move your wall around the side, and that's just not very pleasant. You just like, you're looking at your mistakes, and you know that you can fix them, but what it's really saying is, shouldn't have ever made that mistake should you you can take a turn off to fix it and you're like i don't want to so it's then like I won't playing, be playing a game with your mum <laughs> yes, yeah. which would you prefer uh, just originals straight alhambra or big box alhambra uh i was very tempted by big box alhambra um and for some reason i thought i'd buy the base game uh first and and try it out before i got the big box but the the mechanics of the original didn't grip me enough that I want to go grab the fifty expansions that there are. Sorry, I'm still. Have you played about, Big Box Alhambra? I'm no, still laughing about finding Aaron in rooms. <laughs> Just like Sorry, that's why I'm giggling over here. Number five. Number five. Oh, be, don't rush ahead. Don't rush ahead. <laughs> Alhambra. How does it cope? I've seen it, mm-hmm. and that's about as close to the game as I want. That's why I'm intrigued that you got it so high. Yeah. Because boring box. Boring box. Yeah. Oh, that's it's a queen. Uh, queen, queen, queen games. games yeah, and they're not so, hot in their boxes, are they? I mean, they're I can't they're, they've a got a very that, specific uh, yeah. style Aesthetic to their yeah. yeah. boxes. I, I say yeah. Days of Wonder release one game a year. Looks deluxe. Looks boutique. Is a game good? I don't know. It looks beautiful. I say <laughs> Queen Games. You go. <laughs> you go, pardon? What, what, you go, what, what have they ever What did you say? Did you say Queen Games? Nah. Number five. The granddaddy of tile laying games, Carcassonne. It's a, it's a really great two-player game. It's simple. You pick up a tile. You try and add it mm. to the shared tableau. Does it fit? No, it doesn't. Because oh. the, that's, that's a wall. That doesn't fit on that's grass. It. Put a wall next to a wall. Doesn't Put a grass next to a grass. You got a little man? Put him in the thing. You don't have a little man? Maybe you should pick up one of your men. It's, uh, a, a, again, a really... W- one of these games that I'll always look at and be like... How did people not invent this hundreds of years ago? It's just a gorgeous design. It's got infinite uh, possibility for expansions, and it really spawned all of these ones, which are like 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 building a, a system and recognizing that each of the tiles can interact with everything else, and you don't need to pre-plan it. It just turns into this gorgeous little uh, um, like landscape, yeah. and then you pack it away afterwards, and you build a different <laughs> landscape afterwards. Yeah. It's so easy to set up. It's so easy to teach. It's so easy to pack away at yep. the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love it. I've got I, the I winter really edition, so I've got the gingerbread man expansion, oh. so, which is just like, like sitting there Christmas time. Yeah. You don't have a Christmas game to play? Crap. You've got Carcassonne, Carcassonne winter, winter edition. edition. The and, the, and the thing with Carcassonne is that like, I want to buy five expansions so that I can still enjoy it, but... Numbers four, three, two, and one are all riffs on the idea that have just done it again in a fresh, exciting way. I don't want to buy expansions for Carcassonne. They're Carcassonne killers to me, and killers <laughs> is spelled with a hard C. So if you can get one wow. of those Carcassonne nice. variants that has 
a twist within the game itself, yep. like Winter Edition. S- South Seas. That's the one yep. you go mm-hmm. for. There's even uh, there's my first Carcassonne. There's my first Carcassonne. Yeah. There's um, uh, Carcassonne with different themes um, as well. Star Wars. Star Wars Carcassonne. Carcassonne yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that sort of stuff. Like that's going to grip me a little more. Maybe if I've gotten a big big box Carcassonne like I did with El Grande, because yeah. I knew that game was good. I wanted a bunch of expansions already there, so I can like unravel them. Carcassonne, I don't want to pay. 30 bucks for an expansion, 40 bucks for an expansion, 30 bucks for an expansion, yeah. just to make it like as good as the top four games that I've got here. Mm-hmm. Number four is Azul. I've already talked about that. Number four. <laughs> number, uh, number three. I really like it. Sorry. Azul just, got to number four. My, yeah, because my final thought with Azul is it's easier to teach than Carcassonne. And it's easier to get people into it. And I, if there's things that give me hard-ons in games, it's people going... Oh, hmm. after you teach them the rules, and that's that's a that's a big big thing to me, right? I wonder if it's got the stability to stay at number four. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a flexible list. I'll, yeah. I'll return for when Bezul comes out, yeah, and well. I'll tell you where my title lane games are <laughs> at. Then before to be able to bump, yeah. Uh, number three is another. Oh, number three, another abstract Santorini. Is that oh like yes, it technically oh, yeah. weirdly it's is it's a three D. It's a three D tile laying game. So in the first iterations of the game by Doctor Gordon Hamilton, um, yeah. he just had it as wooden blocks that stack up into a pyramid, sure. and your worker is like a slightly thinner block. Yeah. And then in the most beautiful one that was released by I think Rox, Roxley or Roxbury Games, yeah, um, yeah. it's these gorgeous looking. Uh, Pantheon, white. Uh, oh, yes, no, it's yes, it's yes. the the white no, kind of the Santorini. If you look Santorini up Island, Santorini, yeah. if you Google exactly Santorini, like I agree. Mm-hmm. It looks, yeah. looks like these that. white buildings that tear really gorgeously, fit lovely together. And when you create this thing that you're stacking them up in like an abstract kind of way, which is a 3D tile laying game, um, it, it forms the streets and the roads and the caps, uh, uh, the yeah. blue. The blue and white Greek aesthetic, and it's just this this, this game that kind of unfolds. Oh, itself. is it an easy me. game? It is so extremely easy. All my kids play this; they love oh. it. I've wanted to do this. The only reason why we haven't done this on the podcast is I want to talk to this guy because this is cool. You you look up look up Santorini, look up this Doctor Gordon. Uh, what's his, what was his Hamilton? Name? I think Hamilton. He, he, his name will be attached to it. You click on it. Mm. And because he's on Board Game Geek, you'll see it'll have his history there. And it, it goes way back to like 2004, 2005. Yeah. He's on there going, hey, I'm really trying to get this game Santorini going. And I, I think it's go really back, good. Who yeah. can play test it? You know, mm-hmm. I've got this going and this going. And you can see, I think, early shots of it coming together. And I just and remember then, pictures of this wooden looking yeah. thing. Where, yeah, yeah. Cool. And, and now you have this thing that's it's so great to play. Yeah. It's, so, it's so easy just to... Um, Get the hang of it's. It's just like you. You uh, move so it's one a, and a then five by five one, grid, yeah. and then each of the grids you can stack up stuff on it up to three levels, and you're trying to get your person standing on the third level. You have to move uh, in in a uh, in your mm. three by three grid, and then place in the new three by three grid that you've moved to. Um, so it's like there's no rules. So all of it's like you go. How does this work? I move. I build. Uh, that you're like. I move on that, and I build, and you go. Oh my god! I'm gonna like block you off from this corner, yeah. and I'm gonna do this thing, and it's this beautiful. And you can put a cap because you know, when they're about to get onto the top of the building, the guy can be down right in the bottom level, but he can put a cap on it from the bottom level yeah. as long as he's adjacent to it in some way. Huh. So yeah. it's so it's like chess in the there's moves and counter moves, and then there's like an overall plan that you're working towards, and it's really I'm not interested Ooh. in chess say, at all. Yeah, you say immediately you say there's moves and there's counter moves. 
I, I start to fall away a little bit because I know wife won't go for that sort of thing. This this may be one that 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 is kind of on the cusp between a uh, a Euro-y Thailand game like Azul sure. and uh, and a more strategic one like chess because you can go a little deep and be like, oh, I'm formulating a strategy, or you can just react to whatever they're doing yes. in a very un conflicty stabby murdery kind of and way. I think that's how nice. me and the kids kind of oh. play it and again you know Azul Chits or Santorini has an actual island oh, it has yeah. an ocean and oh, yeah, a, an great. island base and then a grass top and it's, and it's elevated it. from the table and you build yeah. build up in oh, you can just look at it you just, and the little miniatures you oh, this is oh, but, Santorini I'm a huge fan of it again that's that nostalgia you play this game once mm. or twice and you just go this is part of me. This game, yeah. I just I love this cool. game. And and you, um, a really lovely thing about it as well is you could just play it with uh, with Scrabble uh, upside down Scrabble tiles. You just have like a bead that represents your person. You make a little five by five grid. It's one of those like uh, old men playing it in the park, yeah, yeah. C- kind of thing. It is. You move, but you'd be a very boring person if you played <laughs> yeah. it. With. Get get the game. Get the game. It is pretty pretty pretty. And it's so great how, yeah, you take that basic mechanic of, yeah, playing it with upturned Scrabble tiles, but then you place it in Santorini and you have these white buildings and these blue tops. Which and, these, so and these roads that, that go location. between the thing, yeah. Yeah, great. Awesome. There is, there is no, there's nowhere else to go in this top ten. Santorini, two. number one. Oh, is that number two, Santorini? That was number three. Number, number, three. Two. No, number two is Patchwork. <laughs> <laughs> No, you got to you got to play. It at number three. You got you got to play. I like patchwork. You got to play this game. Patchwork is um, a really fantastic implementation of this of a weird kind of tile laying game where your tiles are abstract Tetris looking mm. pieces. Some of them are really long and awkward. Some of them are like a big weird star thing. Some have buttons on them. Some, some have don't. buttons. Some uh, give you currency. Some take more time to sew in, but they're cheaper. Um, they all, <laughs> but every tile costs you time or currency, which in this case is buttons. And then you're trying to build the best quote you can with as little space left over at the end. Um, and it's a tile laying game in the way none of these other ones are, which is you're trying to interlock them in a very, very specific yeah. kind of way. Mm. To maximise the space used without wasted space. Yeah. But, I love the the way you can... Yeah. It's a race to get to the patches to yeah. be able to put those... To be able to, to fix your you weird how do you, little what's, things. What's the trade row like? How do you, how do you get the, the So patch? So you lay all the uh, 50 tiles or whatever there are in the game, mm. and you can always buy the next three... That are that are coming up. Okay. So I so go. All, you can out. see all fifty at once. You can see all fifty at once, oh, but you wow. can only buy the next three after the like timer piece. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, because each of the uh, tiles costs either time or buttons, <clears throat> and the person who's furthest behind on the time track takes a turn, you could take three turns in a row if you're economical with your with your movement and your buttons. Yeah. So you can queue up these insane turns where you fill up a whole bunch of your board yeah. before your opponent can even take a turn. Or you could take one really big piece that gives you a lot of income with the opportunity for your opponent to like kind of screw you. But it's this incredible balance of um, these different currencies, the time, the different pieces that there are. Oh, it's so good. In, in a sense, reminiscent of... Takedo. I was just thinking about the Takedo thing. Mm. Yeah. I couldn't get Takenoko out of my mind. I was going, yeah, Takedo. Yeah, it's like whoever's furthest back yes. on the on the track takes a so turn. You can take multiple yes. turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. Mm. 
I still want to have to. I just, I'm still under contract to laugh at the basic concept of. But we have to sit play. down and play it. Yeah, I'll call we've... it murder, murder, death, kill, and <laughs> oh. rather. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. rather than like uh, leather, leather what? patches leather. and and what cloth bodies? bits, they're dead bodies. You've got to fit in the boot oh. of your and you have car. to fit in the boot of your car, which is a seven by seven grid. Oh, and you make murder faces, like <laughs> leather, leather faces, death masks. Stuff. Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm in. But when you kill them, you get experience. <laughs> yeah. But it takes you time to cover up yeah. to hide of the course. bodies. Yeah. Oh really? Because Dexter's, you know, right there behind yeah. you. Yes. Oh, it could be a Dexter time. Could we could get a bit more money. There you go. Murder, murder, death, kill. Instead of victory points. You're trying to fill a, a blood vial. Uh, a a vial full of blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Number one. Number one, my carcasson killer. My number one Talang game. I'm disappointed, aren't I? I, I, I peaked at Santorini. But go. Isle of Sky. No, I'm not. That's great. That That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Isle of Sky takes all the stuff that I really like about Carcassonne, which is making a really nice tableau. Yeah. Makes it personal, but then makes it like you're, you're arm wrestling and strangling the other people around you <laughs> yeah. out of the, the land that you want. Yeah. You want to add a whiskey distillery to your thing. You want to, like, get some mountains and finish them. You want, I want a brock. I don't even know what a brock is, but I want one. I want and to add it to my little team. That because you're buying, you're taking it yeah. off the other yeah. person. So you, you can't escape not having to interact you put, with people. You put five coins behind your tile you really want because you want to pay five coins for it. And yeah. someone has five coins in their hand and they hand it to you with the smuggest look yeah. on their face and you go, you knew I wanted that. And they go, I <laughs> saved five coins because I knew you wanted it. And you're like, ah! But then you have five coins. And, and then you, you st- buy their and shit. And you still got their shit to yeah. look at. And you get it back, something back off them and they say, take and, that back. And then you play Carcassonne. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like there's all yeah. that cool bidding auction stuff. And it's, and it's that's still not taking into consideration that um, center objective the, and, and the objective changes every single so, time like th- this is why it killed Carcassonne for me yeah. because like it, it is so many different cool mechanics and games in one and Carcassonne is one of the mechanics that I maybe care the least about mm. but it's still a tile lane game you still got to be good with your space oh that victory point condition that's build in squares of two by two and you get paid out for each two by two grid that you've made in your thing and you're like I've never had to think about doing that yeah, before yeah, yeah. It, val- it really does value add that's yeah. what it's doing it value adds and um the uh, journeyman uh, the isle of sky expansion journeyman is coming out soon i'm looking forward to adding that to my isle of sky yeah, experience man, more hairy cattle uh, more hairy cattle, a couple, mm. uh, five or six new victory point conditions that you can shuffle in and just put into the new game, and then a few different tile, new tile types and uh, mm. and some terrain stuff. I am so keen to start busting out Isle of Sky again. Isle of Sky was one of those ones that we did on the pod, and you know I was just thinking everywhere, if you're not grabbing that with the seven hand discount this month, you're missing out. This you know, game is zinging. Sometimes I'm just like, you need to get this game. This game, we only try to review good games. Mm-hmm. And this game's that game was absolute cracker. Yeah. It, was, it was brilliant. Uh, I, but what's weird is I don't have that pang. You know, I'm talking about pangs of nostalgia today. Mm-hmm. Have it for Santorini. Don't have it for Isle of Sky. Oh, Isle yeah. of Sky is is fantastic. It's really, really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. There's, but there's just something beautiful that connects for Santorini. Yeah, I, I, um, Santorini is very fresh in my mind because I took it down south. Because uh, mm. we knew we were going to go to the beach, go to a, go to wineries, play some games in between. So you have salty uh, winery fingers, and you didn't want to stain the pieces. And you thought, well, yeah, well, plastic, I, well, it'll wash yeah, off. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and I thought it's a good game to play in between with someone when you got five to ten minutes 
when people are getting ready or, you know, do, doing their own thing, they've gone to the shops or something, I go, me and Daniel are sitting around, we can play a couple games of Santorini. Get some um, stats. Get some stats going. <laughs> so, yeah, my Santorini stats are pretty, pretty up there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, each, each of the games in this top ten list do tarling in, in very different ways, and I'll, I'll play any of these with you. Yeah. No, nice. like, yeah, good list except for, um, <clears throat> what, Alhambra, uh, Boring Box. <laughs> And, uh, and like I say, Carcassonne maybe shouldn't be on there because they're all Carcassonne killers. Patchwork makes killers. me giggle. No, and no, Arboretum's good. only on there technically because you like it. Good yeah, yeah I did enjoy Arboretum. Yeah. Good top ten. Good right. top ten, Aaron. It's, nice. See what happens when work. you do your homework? Yeah. yeah. You come up with quality material. Quality material. Twice over even. Yeah, exactly the first one was right. fun. Yeah, yeah, that, was yeah. Good. that was Aaron's oh, top I feel like I, feel like I won the second one. Well, how many, what were your scores? Dude, two. You, I got two. Isle, <laughs> Isle of Sky was number yeah. one, so we're all yeah. a winner. Yeah, you okay, go. you win. Yeah. That's it. Needs and twos. Needs and twos. You won needs and twos. That was you doing uh, elbows, knees and toes then, weren't you? I was doing, you just lost, you just lost that game, which is another community reference. Oh, needs and twos, a community uh, segment. Um, what news have we got? Uh, is there news? Yeah. There's some interesting news. I got an email the other day from Atari. They just Atari? Taken, they've taken to emailing me. Yeah, they're <laughs> releasing a, a new version of Roller Coaster Tycoon. <gasps> and oh. get this, yeah. it's being not necessarily crowdfunded, but it's being crowd invested. You can the crowd was entirely in uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon oh, using the- some. A board game. No, no. No, no, the new, the new PC game. game. Yeah, yeah. Because PC... Uh, for, for Nintendo Switch, actually, <laughs> so... What? Yeah. They made another game oh for my the God. Nintendo yeah. Switch? This sounds like What's someone... What's Atari got to do with the Nintendo Switch? It doesn't make any sense. Damn. Also, Atari didn't make um, Rollercoaster Tycoon in the first place. Do they no, own the license right, now? It's, they've built it as a unique investment opportunity. Goodness, this is uh, proper news. For the next installment of the Rollercoaster Tycoon franchise on Nintendo Switch. So it's Rollercoaster Tycoon... Switch, and uh, they're crowdfunding it on Start Engine. Mm. So, so yeah, a limited time investment opportunity. <laughs> that sounds like a scam. Yeah, it does sound like a scam. It's come from Atari. So At- uh, made, uh, made Atari this, at gmail.com. <laughs> made by the same people that filled <laughs> landfill with the ET Atari <laughs> game in the eighties. Um, uh, that sounds actually really exciting. Um, I don't know if I'd invest in it. I'll definitely try try it out because I I played the shit out of those games when I was younger. Um, hmm. One guy programmed all of those by by himself. Yeah, it's something to do with revenue sharing and the game's distribution. So you'll get paid. So. so if the game does well and you invested in you'll it, you'll get, get paid out and whatever you. What I saw was something like one and one and a half times whatever the value of your share was. Oh, oh I think okay. the buy the limit the buy in entry point is two hundred and fifty dollars. So that's like the lowest tier. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? And they're saying you'll get a return? This is like a proper investor yeah. thing. Yes. That, well, and they're guaranteeing you $125 back. They're not guaranteeing. They're saying if the game does... If they, when, once they reach their funding point, yeah. you know, then you'll start to see a return on everybody else on top of that who invests for all investors. I, I don't know. I didn't read the email. I just saw it's, that. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a great way... To to just get raw capital, mm. um, but how are they going to profit if they're just paying their profits back into the I'm, people who yeah. invest I'm in it? I'm guessing they all have shares in it as well. So it could be one of those things where everybody has a slice, and so the number of units sold 
that gets divided up amongst all the shareholders. I, I, I cool. Really, I so know. if it does fantastically well, yeah. everyone Everybody gets more. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So, yeah. It's also a reason to share it with your friends. It's like it does sound like a pyramid scheme, but like yeah, this is an actual investment. Mm. So, yeah, oh, very interesting. From Atari. It even yeah. has the Atari logo. So I would uh, do that if I was scamming people with an Atari <laughs> email address, though. Look out for next month for Seven Line Hand original board games. <laughs> it's uh, like Matt has to invest. sell his house because he's been scammed. <laughs> no, no, no. Invest, invest now. Uh, it's only uh, $150 buy-in, Seven Line Hand board game. And uh, we'll, we'll get back to you with the details in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. and, and if everyone picks up on it, whew, who knows? Like that Kickstarter game that never like got sent out yeah. to people? Ooh. Well, you know, they've got a video... Oh, like, the one I invested in that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've got a yeah. Hey, kick, yeah, Kickstarter wise, uh, Adrian Smith's hate the board game mm-hmm. that's knocking around the place, and I'm not, I'm not convinced that we're going to get that outside of brick and mortar stores outside of America. There might be a possibility. I've heard good game stores might be able to get it, mm. but it looks like something that if you want in, get in on uh, the Kickstarter. It, Pro- it's Adrian probably Smith's, the best place to get in on it. I guess uh, is is the Kickstarter. Yeah, but um, but hopefully there is a retail release. There's not going to be officially a retail release, mm. but it's you know rumors we have heard are that it might find its way onto the shelves in limited spots. So yeah, uh, Adrian Smith's art and all that stuff is really Fantastic cool. Work. It seems like a very um, uh, I think it's rated M the game, but no, no, they say it, but they're sort of talking R and yeah, yeah. like sexy violence uh, sort of oh, themes really? too. So it's like a more yeah. of an adult board game. Kingdom and Death was a bit like that as well. Have you yeah. looked at the gameplay videos I know you, you were saying it about this. It looks very uninspired. Oh, really? Oh, bummer. It, it, it really does. It looks very bland. It's, it's like a... It, it, looks it looks to me good, like it should play the... more like a skirmish yes, tabletop game. that's what I saw. Not a the... board game where you've got very linear movement. Uh, mm. there, there is a like, settlement building component to it. The miniatures, while, okay, there's all different sizes, they're all different types, yeah. they're fairly uninspiring. Because really? they all I feel they right. very the same. The artwork doesn't do... Uh, d- does the miniatures don't do the artwork do the just. justice. Right. Oh. So I find them, they're all, they all... Oh, I saw some of the miniatures and I thought that was cool. Similar. And I thought, I saw some of them, I do like it, you know, when they have those, <coughs> you know, the fantasy figures and instead of them all being... You know, thirty-two mil, fifty-two yeah, mil, like whatever. Seventy-two. Yeah, there'll be large. a seventy-two mil one, and Some then there'll be like a one, small yeah. twenty-eight mil one. You know, they're all different sizes because they're in a fantasy world. There's a giant, and there's a mm, you know yeah. different sort of you know different sort of character. And there was kind of like that. And I thought. Was, Speaking of uh, Kickstarters with cool minis or not? Yes. Uh, uh, Rising Sun has just started oh, um, yeah. being fulfilled, and yeah. uh, Dan, Danny Friend Byrne, of the show, show Friend Daniel, of the show, Danny Byrne, Byrne um, uh, received his, which is fully fully backed. It comes with all these different models of minis of like spy, Japanese inspired yeah. mythological creatures, and they're all different sizes, and they are gorgeous. I had a look at those, and yes, those are inspiring miniatures, uh, like amazing. And the art book that came with it, it's like yeah. this whole thing that went into it. And I'm waiting on mine and. Uh, oh, why haven't you got yours? Because my last name starts with G, oh. and his starts with B. They're just doing them alphabetically by last name. So oh, I'm going to get mine in a couple of months, I think. That's why I never get my stuff. Is it my W? W, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Imagine if your last name was so Xanadu. It's actually in the post. Zachariah, well. Zachariah Zonavago. Oh, always the last name, I think. Being alphabetically the top of everyone's contact list with AA, I get pocket dialed like a lot. 
like a lot. It happened to me three times yeah. on, on the weekend when I was away. Uh, Dan Byrne called me and I was like, oh, my God, the store must be burning down if he's calling me. And he's like, yeah. oh, but Dale. I was like, oh, God. Oh, so that's just neats and twos news. If you're friends of Aaron, uh, just just uh, call me Zaren so you don't butt down me. ZZ Aaron. Yeah. Give him a break for a couple of months. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, I was interested in you being interested in Rising Sun, though, Matt. Because yeah, I was. you hated Blood Rage because you got smashed at it and you thought there was no way you could catch up. I loved it because I was doing the smashing and all the And I loved yeah. how you couldn't catch up. And all the miniatures were fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't Rising Sun the same, but instead of Vikings, it's... Japan, uh, feudal Japan, yeah. Feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, different game mechanics, yeah, a bit more area controly, but um, I don't know oh. heaps about it. I want to be able to unravel the it's, whole thing. It's yeah. a bit more... There's a bit more diplomacy involved, uh, that sort of thing. So ah, I'm interested in that. Blood Rage. Blood Rage, smash and kill it. I've got this fantastic... Body laying game called Murder, Murder, Death, Kill. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. heard that you've got Sounds to stuff cool. bodies into, I heard a, you've got into, stuff bodies a into a truck. And you're, in. and you're trying to collect blood in a vial. This is great. <laughs> I can't wait. When can we play? Uh, so this game's called Murder, Murder, Death, Kill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I oh, play hang on, that no, game. we'll be in trouble by whoever made, ever made Demolition Man. Is there a yeah, game called Murder Death Kill? Was their code for when somebody got killed? It would flash a Murder Death Kill. There has been a Murder Death Kill. Oh really? I, don't, I, have, I have yeah. saw that many years ago. Right. Last time. Right. Push, pushing on. Uh, murder, murder, death, comments. death. Game, game of the month special. I'll do first. Is surprisingly Azul. Azul. February. It's going to be Azul. Uh, so good game stores are giving our listeners. That's you guys because you're listening. Ten uh, percent off Azul. Should you care to get the game and you want ten percent off. What you need to do is state the password, guys. What you talking about, Grillis? What you talking about, Grillis? It is the hardest password we've chosen ever. Yep. I can't even say it. What you talking about, Grillis? What you talking about, Grillis? But these two seem to have it nailed. Uh, any good grains scroll. <laughs> yeah. Good grain scroll. So what yeah. you talking a grout, Grillis? <laughs> yeah. That's what the password is. <laughs> If you've ever watched Different Strokes in the 80s, you probably oh, yeah. haven't because you're all too young to realise that that's a show. <laughs> I know uh, of the reference, but I've never seen an episode yeah. of it. A, a young Gary Coleman used to say, what you're talking about, Willis, now We've tiles. turned it on its head. I'm so glad yeah. you With the tiling theme. It's great that we're explaining it. It will just get funnier. <laughs> what you're talking, a grout, Willis. Have fun with that. Please use it everywhere at Good Game Stores to get 10% off us all in February. It's going to be a good month. Yeah. Yeah. People tongue twistering in the store in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and you know, February is a troublesome month. It's only 28 days. Oh. So you have to get in your special quick. Yeah. You want to do some tile laying. You got 28 days to get it done. Get Uh, laid in February. Yeah. So we got some some comments that floated in on the Facebook post. Uh, I've got one uh, from one Ewan McLeod who. uh, Ewan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. I was born in 1432 and I am immortal. Number one, Oil of, oil of Sky. No, yeah. that, was, that was horrendous. The Oil of Sky. That's I'm going to take North it back. see where they mine for oil. Mm. Yeah. Well, he says, I do LARP, which is a live action role play for those of you that don't know. And we just had to help out one of the rangers earn their master rank. Oh, this is good. By hunting them. <laughs> Half a dozen, dozen of us were dumped out in the bush. Yeah. Which is interesting because he's American, I think. And, you know. And he's calling it a bush? Yeah. 
How do you know he's American, Matt? Did you Facebook stalk him? I do. Yeah, yeah. I did in this case because I, I was keen. <laughs> I wanted to find out more about it. You see uh, how it's okay to Facebook stalk a guy, but if this had been a girl and we knew information about it and we mentioned that, it would be really oh, evil probably, and bad. Yeah, sorry. See how this is how the world Sorry for this invading your privacy, you and, um, But we, we do sometimes do that just to go, where's this guy coming from? Where's he running around mm, hunting down sure. rangers? In I the think bush? the problem isn't with us doing it. It's that, like, historically, other people who look up women and then talk about that information are bad but we're anyway. not doing it for a bad reason no this yeah, is you know it's too deep too it's deep. society now i know this is like how i was talking about with that girl that was bawling her eyes out in the car behind yeah, me you, you can't I, there's nothing i can not do because there's anything wrong with your intention but there's lots of people that have ruined it for all of us yeah and if i said hey what's going on she could be in a well in her rights to start screaming and run me down in her car <laughs> and no one would be fine it's like Everyone be like, well you had to, well he asked her what was wrong and she didn't ask for that yeah and she didn't she was not asking for help well you and I apologise anyway. for interrupting the flow of your comment here. Sorry, back to Matt. Uh, <laughs> out in the bush, and we're told that he had a thirty minutes to evade all of you and make it back to town hall while the, uh, we stalked him and shot lap safe arrows at him. Uh, it was wet, sprinkling rain, and honestly, one of the best times trying to sneak through the bush undetected while hunting someone. Amazing fun. Didn't I ask him if he made it? I think I, I got back uh, to him. And I wanted yeah, to know the did. outcome. He said after spending the last little bit, they nearly and nearly throwing up after being chased by someone ten years his junior. Yeah, barely. <laughs> so wow. he made it. Oh, with a bit of vomit. Oh no, he's here in Perth. Oh, I was completely wrong. See, I, I was. Matt, I don't know what I was talking he did about. say Bush. Yeah, Matt is oh, the worst. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. You and McLeod. He is one of the. Uh, he's one of Alex Abrate's uh, level up dice people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's no level well, up dice in people Perth? in Perth. Yes, there is. Yeah, there's one guy. There's a rep. Who the is hell? There? Why are we? <laughs> Let's not talk about <laughs> star <laughs> stuff on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> No, All right, well, well, I should mine. know because I actually met the guy. Uh, oh. I took. Uh, remember when we were Aaron, doing information the from Matt is obviously a little bit. I somewhat. was thinking of someone oh, else no, no, no. who came, had something similar. Oh, yeah. so uh, there's not anyone in Perth. The winner, no, no, Ewan McLeod. No, no, don't get to the winner yet. Oh. Ewan gone... McLeod is in Perth. He he does level up dice stuff. Ewan will know where he is. He knows. Yeah, he'll yeah, know where he he's at. Ewan, if you know where you are, uh, tell us. Tell us, <laughs> and then we'll send you a badge. Yeah, podcast. Forgetting who you were. Here's someone I've gone completely unoriginal just because I like the comment. Uh, it's from a, a chap called Daniel Stewart. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, author of many of the, um, the blob theme tunes within the pod. It says, uh, I remember a gig I played. This is his close call with nature, by the way. I remember a gig I played at a house in the bush. I think that's the nature bit. Uh, it was going okay until I noticed the old drunk Irishman with a mining helmet was placing large fireworks up and down the river, which the property backed out onto. I don't think he understood the word proximity. Uh, my mate has holes in one of his standbags as evidence. Also, it was loud. Oh, so, God. So, so Daniel almost guy. died because some drunk guy was shooting fireworks at him. Yeah. Who, who has that? It's just like, oh, I've got an arm full of random fireworks. Oh, put these by the river. Yeah, the band's doing okay. But what they need, pyrotechnics. And I'm yeah. the man. To- it's me. I'll do it. They'll take me <laughs> yeah. on the road with them. I could, I could run it by them. But hey, let's try for the nearly blow them up excitement yeah. that we can go through. Yeah, and then Daniel went on to say some nice things, but that's not why I'm reading it out. I like pyrotechnics and nearly blowing up a band. Uh, I hope to catch up with you soon. Daniel's on tour in Perth. I'd love to say what the gigs were and plug it, but I don't know. But we're invited, so we'll yay! Do that. Go yeah. us! Uh, all right, pushing along. The winner. We're doing the winner. Yeah. Oh well, what the, the, how it goes is ten percent still not enough. 
you know, 10% off is all, it's still not enough. You can go and win it. And you can do this by commenting on the Facebook post for episode 113. Following the instructions. Follow the instructions. American listeners, if you're not close to Chicago or Indianapolis, you need to be able to pick up the game yourself. All right? So, or arrange. Or arrange pick That's up. That's up to you. Maybe flag that because if you're in Alaska, say, it's going to be hard for the game to get to you. Yeah. But if you have a friend in Indianapolis, can pick it up for you. Happy days. Yeah. Uh, the post is now pinned to the printed pinned to the top of the Sevenland Hand Facebook page, and it'll look a lot like a Zool because that's usually what happens. <laughs> I uh, understand. Yeah, uh, one winner, one commenter will be randomly chosen by Good Games HQ as this month's winner uh, of Michael Kiesling's Azul. That's what it'll be next month. Last month's winner, guys, it is. This was the name that appeared in the rubble of the tiles. Alison McCartney. Hooray! Alison McCartney, uh, who we haven't Facebook stalked, so I hope you're not in Alaska. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it could be trouble. But hopefully you can pick up your game from your local good game store. Wherever you, that may be. And you, Oh, she's going to win. Oh, shit. Photosynthesis. She's so happy. That's oh, a, that's a good game. Yeah, that's yeah. a good game to win. You like it better that's than Azul as well. Yeah, I do. Hopefully, Alison will. Well, she will because it's free. She will. It's great. She'll play the shit out of that game. <laughs> it's good. Anyway, comment on any of our Facebook posts. Uh, Matt's going to start painting some Star Wars Legion so I can play with pretty painted wow. miniatures. And uh, as soon as Jamie gets us a copy, apparently. Yes. Uh, get involved in the discussion. Uh, so Matt's going to post some pictures of him painting stuff up. I will. I'm, I'm going to keep a diary, uh, an actual visual diary of me painting three yeah that'll be lovely that'll be yep. thrilling undercoat first coat second coat that's it yeah, opening the tin of paint yeah closing the tin of paint you know, you know how Matt can make things ah. exciting we've got that to look forward to on the Facebook page uh, so it's all about building a community having a chat with each other interacting not a lot of interaction happened a lot of people just talk to us but um, yeah that's good fun still uh, we can send you out one of our badges if uh, you uh, if we read out your comment like we did with Daniel he can get another badge if he hasn't got one already and uh, who did you have? You and McLeod? Yeah, you and McLeod. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Write to us at podcast at sevenlinehand.com and we'll send you out a badge. Uh, we're down to the uh, advertising tool, hot garbage badge. Mm-hmm. And I saw people uh, pinning them to their um, play mats. Excellent. That's a cool way of, of using them as well. All right, next fortnight. Ooh, Aaron, you'll be back. MTG pod. Aaron and Rick's trick sticks. Yeah, and we've got this cool bag. Anthony Lee didn't say that he had this. You sent up there, Matt. We've got this cool bag. It was and it's full, full of Pro Tour gear. Pro wow. Tour gear. Hey, yeah. that, that looks nice up there. You get, you get a backpack with a whole bunch of Pro Tour sleeves and a drink bottle and all sorts of bits and pieces in there, and you can just win that for well, free. We, we don't even know how it's going to happen, so stay tuned to... Yeah. Uh, it might happen on the video feed for uh, our next MTG podcast. Uh, yeah, so you can win it. You can win it just by getting involved. And uh, next month, do we, oh, we, Star Wars Legion. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. And oh. I've been thinking about that, how I'm going to paint them. I've already base-coded right. them in my head. And then what I'm going to do is I might reverse the paint schemes. <gasps> so I might paint the what? rebels white. And I might paint the... Uh, the stormtroopers troopers in camouflage. Oh, why do you want to like ruin that? a perfectly yeah, good game? That'd be something. No, that would no, right. be something. That would be, be something. something. It would be the wrong thing. It'd mm, be the wrong yeah. thing to do. I think just do a real good job of the classics. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Why, nice, would you do that? why would you do that yeah. to yourself anyway? If you got stormtroopers, it's like <laughs> undercoat in white, and then do a black wash just on the dark bits. And Go done. Over and white, and, and maybe do the eyes. You're finished. Yep. You're finished. finished. 
It's as easy as playing... Oh, look at me doing the 40K stuff. And here. they're Easy as painting Necrons in 40K. Because <laughs> Necrons look like? I, they're robots. They're like Terminators. Tau. No, no, they're different. I thought no, the Necrons, they, the Necrons are, pretty... are the, the ones that look like Skellies. But oh, metal skeletons. yeah, yeah, metal skeletons. Yeah, like Terminators without the skin oh, on Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tau look pretty simple to paint, but they look like effective. No, they're nice. going to be smooth, yeah. And smooth. because it's what everything's popular these days is to put the miniatures in like 32 mil. They're nice, bigger. Oh, it's Star Wars Legion 32 mil. 32 mil, yeah, so ah. bigger. Yeah, bigger is better these days. Hey, did you, um, yeah? you know the listener that spoke to us, Ewan McLeod? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's a play on like me and me and your cloud? Or mm. you and McLeod. You and McLeod. Oh, this is too clever. Um, sounds like a it sounds like expansion a to photosynthesis where instead of it being a forest, it's a cloud, cloud. It's a cloud game. This just and if the clouds get close, they burst in the rain. Yeah. And if they don't get close, they might uh, just disappear in the sunlight. Oh, or they g- might turn into hail or snow. Oh, me just and your like cloud. Thing I'm going to have to apologize to him for. Um, uh, I have a game design idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's top-down game design. So we start with the name. Yeah. And then the game comes from that. Okay, it's called Beehive Yourself. <laughs> right. That's it. That's that's the uh, name. Do, big and haircuts. Be, um, be, yeah. Yeah, a that could be it's it. a hairdresser yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Could we call it? Because I always find it funny to put your name in something. Aaron's Aaron Graham's behind yourself. <laughs> yeah. See, we're like I like pretty. it. Yeah, that's good. What sort of game would it be? I don't know. And what you do is you would have a big. You, the goal would be to have big hair, and if you accidentally became a skinhead and a white supremacist, sorry, you lose. Out. You lose. You lost the game. You like lost the game. Like in life. But if you end up having a huge beehive of hair, you're the winner. Yeah. This is super secret, so don't tell anyone. Uh, my parents used to run a little business called used to be Styles on Video. Now I'm talking video, VHS what? video, where you could literally you could put a beehive on yourself yeah. and then take that home in a little VHS and watch yourself with all these different hairstyles. And that, <laughs> that was a thing madness. in the 90s. So there's a whole bunch wow. of different wigs yeah. and you could take a video of yourself. Well, they weren't wigs. They were digitally put on top of... That's, was, that's, that's pretty pioneering at Isn't the time. Snapchat? It was no. called what, nowadays? Yeah. Yeah. It was called Styles on Video. And it was Incredible. Like one of those ridiculous pyramid things. Uh, that oh. they fell into. So that's why. Shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, I don't think no one. Around. No one's listening this far. And I, no. I would be really interested if there's actually a copy. <laughs> if anyone has a VHS copy of their style, Matt will give you fifty dollars. Well, <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, I will give you somebody's fifty dollars if, if, <laughs> if somebody can produce that video. Give me a copy of Azul. Oh, that's a guaranteed reward if I've ever heard. I'll of give one. you a copy of Aaron's game. Aaron's Beehive Aaron yourself. Graham's Beehive yes. Yourself. Yes. Excuse yeah. me, you get the title right. All right, uh, all right. that was uh, Michael Keesling's Azul <laughs> show. Uh, see you in a fortnight with some Rick's tricks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.